there you see the ominous sight of the funerary box, the coffin, if you will. One of these luchadors must be stuffed inside and incapacitated to the point that they cannot push that top open. This, of course, uh, representative of the Day of the Dead. Vamp, I'm sure you have some knowledge about that. Yes, I definitely do, Matt. This is nothing to do with the North American version of Halloween. This happens on the second day of November. This could be used for two things. Usually, this is used by families to pay respect to family members who have departed. And this is their way if they go and they dress like that and they go to the cemetery and they have a picnic on the grave. So the family members can come back in their spirit form and reunite one time a year. Or, if you practice witchcraft, that's a whole different deal. This is almost a symbol, a sign that you are going to be sent to the other side. And when you cross that line and you get these guys that are waiting for you, they're going to take you to some place where you do not want to be. Well, either way, this is an eerie sight in the temple. These symbols of death, perhaps a sign of things to come, foreshadowing for either Phoenix or Mil Muertes, as one of these men will be put inside the coffin we see at ringside. I also made a bad stir fry. Oh, you know what? My wife actually made a very good stir fry, and she is it's not a thing she does. She was very, very happy. Oh, um, no, I, I totally fucked it up because uh, it's like the, I, we don't need to get into it. It was uh, I, I'm cooking because it's a it's a challenge for Misha to me to make sure that I'm like think, caring about myself and thinking about things oh, as opposed yeah. to just being like uh, more no, ramen. I don't feel like, Another I don't ramen. Feel, I don't feel like defrosting this uh, meal out of the fridge, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just not going to eat. Yeah, uh, yeah, don't do that. Which is fair. I shouldn't do that. But. I don't, I don't do great either. Um, when it's just I don't know, unless she's guiding me. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a tough it's a tough uh, way to navigate the the the, the uh, nutrition field. I've I've never been good at it. Like I, mean, I I I can pull off a good amount of things, but I'm also extremely the fuck out of practice. A and B. Um, oh, I can most... I can make shit. I, it's yeah. I, I I I luck into most of the stuff I make. I think, but um, I mean I just have low standards. But I've been mostly happy with the things I've tried, which it's I'm new to it. You know, or not new, yeah. but I'm I'm inexperienced. Um, but it's just the work of it. It's so much work. You know what's easy? Yeah. You know what's easy is making a fucking bowl of marachan instant ramen, and having Absolutely. that having that for dinner. Welcome to wrestling is gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. Yeah. Everybody, uh, that's relatable, right? People love people will eat some ramen. I know love ramen. I know some I, MFs who will eat the the shit out of some ramen, and their name is me. Welcome. My name is Bucky. Wrestling is gross. Episode forty four. Forty four. Forty four. Hootie who? Barack Obama. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. That'll be yeah. our. Whatever our, our mo- oh yeah forty five selection episode will be forty five yeah well just that'll be the title of the episode forty five what's what's Donnie up to today I guess 
I guess it's pretty much just a holding pattern for a few days, yeah. right? I mean, I don't know. The, I don't... You saw the Omaha, uh, the, the the people who went to the rally who all like froze to death, <laughs> like in a traffic jam getting away from there. Yeah, um, that's pretty funny. Like you got to I mean, you got to give it up to the Don. I ultimately just don't think he'll lose. Just because, but yeah. it's also like well, the is desperate because he's campaigning in fucking Nebraska the, for yeah. a week out. That's ridiculous. The uh, yeah, I guess Nebraska is a pretty pretty like thoroughly red state, right? They're not gonna like no, nobody no Republican loses to Nebraska, right? Um, maybe yeah, I actually have no I idea. I mean, I, I just like I they have weird split district, but I don't fucking know how that works. Oh, it's yeah. Omaha its own thing because you could lose Omaha. Theory. These college towns, it's always, it's always what they fuck. say, or like, you know, that's who's definitely going to not vote for him is the, the people in those college towns. But I would beg to differ because there are a lot of people that age who like the guy and it's, you know, hard to, hard to see why, why they, why they wouldn't, you know, they, he's a very charming man and he's, he's very young. He's extremely young and in peak physical condition. Did you see that clip where he, of course, yeah, man, he's a, he's so- He's king. a gift. King. Um, no, I really hope that he I, – I haven't done it yet. I've been thinking about uh, – I've been like I looked it up the other day. I was going to go two days ago, Tuesday morning, excuse me, the um, early voting and cast my vote for Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. for president. Uh, um, I don't I, – I still don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't I'm, – I, I'm pretty sure I'm not. I don't know. I, there's no point. I, I live in a blue state, so it doesn't matter. Um. I live in, in a You swing live in a state. very important swing state <laughs> that uh, that cost that was very costly last time around to the loser. The big fucking loser, Hillary <laughs> Hillary loser Clinton. I'm wa- I'm more or less waiting to see if Biden ends up saying something stupid about uh the rioting after uh oh, the uh fucking uh, Yeah. William, yeah, well, the guy getting Wallace, married. Wallace, Wallace. William Wallace, yeah. Yeah. Which I brought that up on the uh, episode about the Ian episode, Ian Point Two, we did with uh, JR and Phil. Mm. I'm like, it seems surprising. And I meant that because I'm like, I'm fucking expecting it. But it, it, it's just like, oh, and then it happens. And I'm like, that wasn't Philly, what I wanted. I wouldn't fucking mean that. Philly like, is absolutely a town where you could have, I mean, you could have like a major, you could have a, a major string of protests. You guys, you guys have like good organizers there from what I understand. Yeah. It seems like a really cool town if you're into, you know, uh, leftist activism, it seems like a, a good place to be. Um, so I could see it being like an, you know, oh, they're going to do, they're going to have radical action and it's not going to be because a guy was killed by the cops two blocks away, but that scenario is also very likely that that's what happens. And that's, um, it's a, it's a good town. And, um, uh, those are probably some, there's some very fierce people out there, um, doing them things now. So I, I don't know. I, I doing them things. Yeah. Yes. Doing them things. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't say things. Um, that's, that's the lane shouts out to the lunch. Um, no, you know, you know he got the thing on him. And, you know he got that MF and thing on him. Um, yeah, it's uh, the last last five days, last four days. It's, uh, October twenty ninth. The recording this will pro- this will probably come out tomorrow or day after. Yeah, to get it in within the uh, Libsyn bandwidth cap, because uh, <laughs> and you know we like to spend all them megabytes. Yeah, you know we keep those. We do not keep those megabytes on us because we fucking get yeah, rid of them. Yeah, yeah, you get so, spin, so we've got the most out of the fucking money. Spend megabytes to, to make megabytes. That's right. 
But also, that leads us into the theme of the episode. Does it? Does it, it? does. Yeah, I guess it does. The end of the month. Halloween, October wake up, 31st. Wake up, get up, get up. Oh, wait, that's... All right. Yes, October 31st, and then also November 2nd, for reasons that we'll, we will get to, I guess. October 31st. Um, do you like Halloween? I kind of like Halloween. Yeah. I like, uh, I, I liked it. I liked it when I was a kid. That's fine. I didn't. I never did. I never did. So I, 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 you know, it's been discussed, but I grew up in a fairly Christian household. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't completely like, uh, like we, we still did it. You know, I still went and did stuff, especially as I got older and my dad lightened up on some stuff, but I, um, I never, I never liked to be scared. I never liked horror movies as a kid, you know? Yeah. You have any like uh, horror movies you remember seeing as a kid that you like? That either you were way too young, or you um, just it just hit you in a certain way. No, I was never that. I was just never that. In my mom wasn't into that horror movies like that. I mean, at least like she. I mean, watched Psycho when I was young and shit. But I sure. mean, it's, it's, I don't think Psycho is that scary. Yeah, well, it's, it's it, if you're a kid, it's it's, it's, it's well about made. the. Ooh, yeah, well, the dead mom is uh, spoilers for Psycho. <laughs> the dead mom part is like, if you're actually old enough to comprehend that, it's pretty fucking wild. But, you know. Um, we weren't watching slashers. Yeah, that, my mom I watched never, a bunch I, of I didn't fucking... grow up watching Poltergeist. Yeah. That's you know, a my, big one. My mom watched... Uh, I've, never, I've, never, I've never seen Poltergeist, actually. It's on uh, Amazon Prime right now, I think. I, I might... Or Hulu, one of the one of the many services that I pay. It for. is on, uh, yeah, it's on Netflix for the record. <laughs> <laughs> you roll the fucking but, dice, yeah, um, yeah, because uh, I do because that is in my uh, list of eighty movies that I only watch when uh, they're expiring. Not only, but oh, it's cool. like yeah, yeah. trying to juggle all the services. You got as lists. You, know, you got lists cause... of lists on top of other lists. That's yeah. Do you have you have private lists on Letterbox that you don't publish? No, I don't. Oh, fucking... I, I do. I, I do. I got. I got a no, few. <laughs> I have. Well, I have like private lists that are ideas that I abandoned because I'm like, sure. this shit, this shit's not gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Halloween is. Uh. I've come around on horror movies now. Um. I I remember like seeing Hellraiser at a fucking friend's birthday party when I was like nine and really not getting that. If you and it, you know Hellraiser is like. A, a very intense, like, sexual thriller, you know? Um, yeah. Like, deep, like, you know, deep BDSM themes that, like, go fucking scary places. Um, e- even scary if you're not into that stuff. <laughs> Which, at nine, I don't think I really yeah. had even considered it. Um, but, yeah. If you, if you think about it, the Cenobites are actually... They're not the villains of that movie. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, they're I, just they're just neutral. I was they, thinking they just take care of uh, the, the the hell, you know, that's uh, and then but, uh, you know, the preacher dog Bradley, as right. was, as they kept referring to him by his real name, which is so stupid. He's playing a damn role on uh, on the successor to what we will be talking about in some ways, a spiritual successor of okay. that being uh, Blackcraft Wrestling. Black yes. Cla- uh, All right. If you want to get to Blackcraft, we can go ahead and. We'll, we'll dive into our first match here in a minute. We're doing Lucha Underground. The point yep. is we're doing Lucha Underground. We're doing season one. We're going to cover every single episode, uh, Tim Livingston style. Um, no, we're not going to do that, but we're going to we watch four matches. Um, watch four matches. Which is classic. What, that's what we do. Our classic, uh, you know, wrestling is gross format. I love to watch four matches. And then four matches. We're gonna we're trying to keep. I'm I'm going I'm going for two hours, absolute maximum two hours. So, um, 
But yeah, so Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground. Did you watch this whole series? Have you seen a nah, uh, No. Have you seen part of all three seasons? There are four seasons. Have you seen part of all four seasons? No. Oh, just like the hotel. No shit. What if that's on purpose? You're like, it's just a... No. Um, <laughs> I've seen only... All right, here's what I've seen of Lucha Underground. I think the first half of the first season, maybe two other episodes from the first season, and the AR Fox Shane Strickland match that I saw somebody posted on a, like a Facebook deathmatch group after it happened, and I watched it streaming in a Facebook window at work um, while, while working for the the, the Crockpot Company. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, I mean, I've watched uh, like more uh, spare matches and shit uh, than I have like episodes because sure. you know. I don't, I don't fucking need to watch the goddamn sexy star, the tri- sexy star, yeah. or the tribes, or all that horse. Who's shit. the tribes? There's so many different tribes. Yeah, the rabbit tribe, the reptile the tribe, rabbit. the fucking, <laughs> the, the fucking, the rabbit tribe, the reptile tribe. Okay, go on. Yeah, the I, there's I, the crew. Obviously, we'll get to the crew. Crew are in a tribe. We can. There's, there's so many tribes. Well, God a... damn it, Jeremiah Snake. Fuck Jeremiah me. Snake. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a while. Next Halloween. Not... <laughs> we'll talk um, about that in like four Halloweens. Two Halloweens from now. All right. All right. Cool. However many Halloweens. Let's do it. Yeah. Big Rick versus Prince Puma. Uh, air date, I believe, November twenty sixth, twenty fourteen. Yeah, we are not bothering with uh, taping dates. Well, yeah, they, they filmed we'll all these the within. They film like like eight episodes in a weekend or something, right? Wasn't that sort yeah, of yeah? They constantly do that. It would be like that's cool. Yeah, and then they'd run like worldwide tape style, right? Like was... Yeah, yeah. I don't have an issue with that. I had an issue with like people treating it like. Like, no, you can't post spoilers ever. Like, I don't even mean, like, oh, on yeah. like, Twitter. I mean, like, they would, like, not release results to uh, the fucking company, like, to, like, r- whatever, like, fucking WrestleTalk.fuck or whatever. Okay, you know? sure. And I'm like, well, you should, because it's like, this stops being sports to a certain extent. Well, it gives a fuck. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's so that WWE we... WWE doing the thing where they recorded... A di- like an alternate ending for every match, so nobody would know. Uh, they could now. Just, like, fuck off. They could now. Um, oh. All right, so we'll get to Big Rick versus Prince Puma, uh, 11-26-14 here in a minute. The thing about Lucha Underground and why they get away with that kind of thing is because this is not a wrestling show. This is a scripted drama. Yes. That is very stupid and has yes, a lot of it's has extreme ha- stupid. It's packed to the gills with wrestling. Um, who's the wrestler, the wrestler actor in Ed Wood? It's like one of his movies, uh, Tor something. Tor Johnson. Tor Johnson. It's, it's like, this is what Lucha Lucha Underground is, is it's an ode to that. It's an ode to the fucking El Santo movies. I've never seen any of them. Uh, we should actually watch one and review it. That would be funny. Um, it's, it's the Lucha film is definitely a thing, um, beyond El Santo, right? Didn't a bunch of other guys make... Like lucha action wrestling movies, yeah, in the sixties uh, and Demon Senior, Wagner Senior, right? Blas. yeah, yeah, of so course. forth. Yeah, uh, Solitario didn't he have like a film career of some kind? Um, wasn't that? Uh, yeah, there's, there's, I think there's some other. There's like a, it's like a wide range. I mean, you know, Spanish film or Mexican film genres are pretty interesting, similar to Italian film genres. They just they do a thing and then they do it and then they make a lot of them. Um, 
I think this show is definitely, it's, you know, I don't know how much Robert Rodriguez has to do with any of this. Obviously, this was on the El Rey Network. Uh, thoughts on Robert Rodriguez? I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a fan, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think, I, Sin City, I don't love. Uh, oh, nah. But from, from Dust Till Dawn and the, the, uh, the Mariachi trilogy are, are, I like all of those things. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's, I think he's done, he, the Machete movies are fun. I like Robert Rodriguez. I fucking um, he, I'm having he, trouble uh, saying his he name. Direct, he directed <laughs> fucking Alita, and you know what? Got a rep for Alita. I did not watch it yet. I should watch that. It looked sick. I, I, it's, I like it, it is. It's a, it is great. It yeah. is. She like hopefully, chops a lot of heads off and shit in that, right? But it's like PG-13, but it's okay because they're robots. Yeah, hopefully, and hopefully there's a, a sequel, which I hate being the person who asks for sequels, but now I'm invested in two fucking different movies. We're well, all sequels. Listen, listen. listen. If, if, if James Cameron could finance four avatar sequels he can break you off one alita i don't he see why break not me off an alita. open DC those pocketbooks jim uh, come on give me another goddamn birds of dude went in a submarine and checked out the titanic himself he did that he could do you, know, you remember do you, do, know, do you know the you know the story about someone uh lacing uh the after party uh catering uh for titanic with pcp right no i've never okay so <laughs> this happened <laughs> There was like seafood chowder and a bunch of shit. Sure, like, sure, uh, themed. themed. Yeah, and he was just like, "This is laced," and he made himself throw up. Who, and, but Dica- everybody DiCaprio? Else... No, uh, fucking Jim Cameron himself. I don't believe he's Dude. ever tried drugs, and he's. It's I... so funny. He knows. It's like I, I know. I could see Leo tasting Everyone it. Everyone else is say... fucked, though. Well, Leo, Leo would taste it, and he would say, "I know who who put this in here because they I, they <laughs> sold me some." Like ninety seven Leo <laughs> is wild. Like. The pussy posse, the, the pussy posse, king. him, uh, E from Toby. fucking Entourage, right? Toby McGuire and some other guys who, yeah, E from Entourage, uh, shouts out. No, you, uh, shouts out uh, to Gotti. <laughs> yes, yes, written and directed by E from Entourage. Maybe not written, probably co-written. He seemed like a, an ambitious guy. <laughs> uh, at least on the show, he did. All right, Big Rick versus Prince Puma. Prince Puma, of course, is Ricochet. And Big Rick is, of course, Ezekiel Jackson. Yes. So, what happened to Big Zeke? Why was he never brought back? Uh, he just, like, retired. He was just, he's like a mercurial sort of dude. What does that you mean? Know? I've I've seen that word. What does I that mean, mean, that means he's, like, an asshole, mostly, okay. is what people mean. But it means it's that he's up and down. Okay. I don't, not necessarily bipolar, but it's, like... He goes. He has whims, and he was just like, "Yeah, I don't feel like coming back." And then sure. they killed him off in a comic book. Is that right? Yeah, they killed him off like, in a comic book. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to ask any questions, but I'm, I'm going to definitely look that up later. Um, yeah, he's definitely better than Bobby Lashley. If you're talking about the big bald black men that like to bring back, give me has give me. far less fucking cop energy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bobby Lashley is is he, he does. Oh god, that's so true. That's so true. Damn. Um. Well, one day we'll get uh, Shel- at, um, all Mikea to uh, just talk about uh, just how much of a cop Bobby Lashley is. Who are we getting on? Uh, Mall Mikea. Okay, Paul, yeah. Paul Day on Mars. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll be banned four or five more times before then, but still. Yeah, he'll have a cool new name that's even more esoteric. Um, so the commentary on this file, I was watching this on my phone. Uh, I was watching this on my phone with the... With the window, you know, the little window, and then Google Docs in the bottom. Because I haven't done that in a while. I've been watching stuff at home, um, which I did with the rest of these. But, you know, trying to turn me back to the old me here. Um, the commentary sounds like trash. Vam- uh, Vampiro and Matt Stryker, of course. The yes. commentators. Hilarious men. 
Just it's a weird. Okay, so it's like there's a weird <laughs> overlay with the commentary where it's live, but it doesn't sound. It doesn't live. sound live, right? It's it sounds like it's being like piped into a uh, you know an episode of Titans O Wrestling. Yeah, um, like it, it looks Tuesday Night Titans, were, oh, but they also cut to them like, and you'll see like Matt Striker is like. Well, they got that cool things. camera. They got a camera inside the desk that looks yeah. up at them like a poker, like the World Series of Poker on ESPN Four. Yeah, and it has this. So, what the vibe is, I guess, is so now. The vibe. So, so I wonder. Let's if talk they, about the fucking vibe, all right? <laughs> all right. So you wonder if they like overdub it just with the shit they are already saying, or and or if like, but these two men being who they are, they still find a way to add uh, stupid bullshit. They had to do ADR on like parts of the commentary because like yeah. Vampira said something extremely problematic. Um, Vamp said something even more incoherent than yeah. they allowed. I didn't write down a lot of uh, commentary lines on this one. Um, I, I mean, it was good though. It's it's a good time. They really like you know talking about the the MF vibes. This is like a this is a real uh, distinct product. You know, more than more than yeah. almost any wrestling I've ever seen. This feels like Lucha Underground. And like nothing else, and nothing else feels like Lucha Underground. It is its own fucking thing, um, and it feels it feels like genuinely like Lucha to me, like a very stylized version of Lucha. Um, but it feels like a it feels like a very you know the comic book sort of the the way that a child would remember Lucha being. Like they 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 watch a bunch of you know like early two thousand CMLL or whatever. Um, and then stop watching wrestling. They grow up, and years later, they re- they look back on wrestling, and this is what their memories look like. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I feel that it's it, it has the it's definitely a descendant from not to be pretentious, but what, you know the like not like the we never style do that. We don't that, do that on the show. Yeah, the style that evolved from like Nitro, uh, like the the like the Bischoff era of. Just bring in all the luchadors because the peso sucks, and like the lucha americana, like, and that's what it is. It's like this is an American style of lucha, but it's it's good. Well, Robert Rodriguez, and, and it and when it's when it's good. So Robert Rodriguez didn't have anything to do with like the writing of this, right? Not as far as I know. I don't know who produced any of this stuff. I, I'm gonna look it up. We'll sprinkle it in periodically. Um, this match, Big Rick versus Prince Puma, has a sort of slow start. Um, Puma hits this wild variation of a space ti- space flying tiger drop. Is that the right? Yes. Yeah. It's a... The Sasuke special. I'm sorry, the what? The Sasuke special. The Sasuke special, of course. Yeah. Um, there's weird stuff here, though, with like ADR sounds. I feel like there's like a This Is Awesome chant that happens for no reason, and it doesn't look like the crowd's actually chanting it. It's like... Yeah. I watched that it Thunderdome. Had... I watched that uh, Bailey versus Sasha Hell in a Cell match from Sunday. It's the first time I've watched a Thunderdome match with the artificial crowd, and uh, it, 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 it's fucking distracting. I, I I couldn't. I don't know. With basketball, I was. It took a minute, but I was down. Um, baseball does seem really wacky because it's got like the cardboard cutouts, uh, and then obviously they got into the playoffs and they had just a bunch of uh, Texas elites there giving, giving yes, each other the virus. But with, <laughs> but, it, but with a certain like over, like it still sounds louder yeah. than it should. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. They're still they're Yeah. But, but the rest and of And I've been watching know. some of the, like, like, um, the f- only thing that's running here is running. Like the only thing, the only team playing here is uh, the MLS team, uh, which of course it's 
there's completely fucking empty stadium, but they're still like they're doing sound PR, PS, and it just sounds like it sounds weird. But I'm yeah. like, the you, team is good, so I don't give a shit. Basketball if did the it team best, sucked, right? I would be pissed. Sure, I fuck. I can't even imagine watching MS, MLS. Um, that's but you know you do what you gotta I'm, do. Uh, I'm a I'm I'm I I have a lot of civic pride. Okay. Sure, you're not watching them Eagles. Uh, I hear they're good this year. <laughs> it, I can't. It's it owns that they won the game where the, the Giants QB tripped while he would have gone for one of the longest touchdown runs uh, in history. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, I saw that. Especially that would have been like God. That so funny. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The Bears are doing fantastic, which is weird because I'm not watching football. I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna do it. Um, Ross Perot. Uh, so the, alright, let's see here. The, Big Rick has a, there's a spot here where the guys get in, the bad guys, the crew, right? Big Rick yeah. is their boss. Uh, Cisco, miss, uh, a little cholo. Little cholo looking real pudgy. Yeah. Got bad, got real bad facial hair. He looks cool. If people don't he looks know like such cholo. a good, he looks like such a scumbag, uh, heel. It's great. Always did. Always did. Um, like he's like a, he's like a he's like a, a, a not a recurring like a, a one episode guest spot as like one of the one of the angry kids. Uh, excuse me on uh, Veronica Mars. Like he's one of the the bad Mexican gangsters. That's what he looked like in two thousand two at least. Because yeah, that my mind goes I had the Re- Revolution Pro or just Rev whatever the fuck it was called. Was it called Revolution Pro? The original, yeah. the SoCal Rev Pro, not. Not the Andy Quilden. <laughs> Burt Ress. Yeah, not Burt not Ress. that, but but something else entirely. Um, and like early PWG, you know, like and that's yeah, part of know, what him him and B Boy uh, doing their thing. It yeah. was the best. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. That was a big one. Uh, the year after B Boy had made his mark, and I think he had been coming back after that. He became like a semi regular in CCW, and then brought Lil Cholo along with him. Lil Cholo didn't do as well, but their match is fucking sick. So definitely. Uh, worth a look if you like Mr. Cisco, and who doesn't like Mr. Cisco? Who's the other guy? It's uh, it's uh, Havana it, Cortez, Ca- Cortez Castro, uh, Ricky Reyes. Ricky Reyes, the better or worse Havana Pitbull? Who's better, Car- Ricky Reyes or Rocky Romero? They both Man, fucking I'll, suck. Ultimately, I gotta go with Ricky Reyes because he hasn't given me as much bullshit yeah, over the years. Because this is the last time we've seen him, and, he, and it wasn't him on commentary. Like going, whoa! whoa. <laughs> also, Rocky Romero is such a motherfucker who thinks he gets it and does not get it at all. Yeah, he's such a he's such a doofus. Just by the Ricky amount Reyes of was bookings. never that kind of guy. He was, right. He's like a. I mean, here I was like, Quieter, I, I ended up humble. thinking like, I would think this during two matches, and I'm like, how sick would Alex Cologne have been in Lucha Underground? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But you're like, and I believe, and it's like yeah. that was the team, right? It was Alex Cologne and, and Ricky Reyes were like the uh, the Havana Pitbulls. Uh, numero dos. Uh, yeah, they were like one iteration or like a different iteration of like the fucking yeah. Spanish Armada. I was forget about that. I was forget about. Cruise. And yeah. they're like, you're just like this potato, like potato bodied, short, uh, stubby man. And they're like, yeah, I'm with this. Yeah. I remember He's liking another- their matches a lot when I was 13 years old and then like, re- like, you know, absolutely not anymore. Yeah. Um, and then later they are joined, not in this match, but in a, a later match, they are joined by, uh, Bael. By Bael, which is uh, which is B Boy, of course. B Boy, yeah. And like the 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 ultimate, uh, like the you know the the most well known, uh, at least I guess Rocky Romero is the most well known, isn't he? God damn it, fuck that. 
Well, he's not here. So yeah, yeah, but but still, but still, B Boy. I was saying B Boy is like the most well known of like the the Southern California like uh, Hispanic like badass motherfuckers. Um, yeah. But Rocky Romero is absolutely going to be considered that by most like more people know who he is. Absolutely. Yeah, but he's not badass. But that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Shit. Yeah, yeah. This match isn't good. Um, that's why we're not really talking about it much. I, but it's got it's got some moments. Um, uh, there's there's like a spot where. Puma has this uh, single four cane, right? He's hitting the guys, hitting the guys. He hits it towards, swings it towards Big Rick, Big Zeke. Zeke grabs it, sort of yanks it towards himself, like short arm clothesline style. So, you know, short arm clothesline, you got the guy's arm. Wrist control. That's what this is. Yeah. You could hear it in Rocky Romero's voice. You could hear him say, oh, wrist control, or, you know, what, however he sounds. Wrist control? Yeah, there we go. A, <laughs> that's pretty good. God, every every single person on New Japan English commentary is, oh, this, is terrible. It's bad. Kevin Kelly is the worst play-by-play announcer of all time. He's so fucking funny. He's really good on those, like, old, those sea shows for WBF, though. That's yeah, what we noticed, got, right? He's yeah, fantastic on there. So that's weird. his fucking peak is what being a, uh is him bantering with like Michael Cole and yeah, shit, which is a surprisingly weirdo. good commentary team. And I just want to say Michael Cole has lapped Kevin Kelly, and everybody yeah. hates that man. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Yeah, um, well, the boys get a ladder. The crew, um, Vampiro says it's rusty, and then it it is it it does indeed appear to be rusty, but I think it is artificial rust. Yes, um, yeah. But it's cool. It's... They would play that up over, like, like oh, the, the temple, it's very dirty, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's such a weird thing to do. Like, I get the idea that it's, like, putting it over, you know, Dario Cueto, your, uh, your you know, uh, storyline owner, promoter of Lucha Underground is a scumbag businessman, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's, wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't, some, wouldn't a certain scumbag businessman who's all about image, like, make sure that his place looked good? And and like in the sense of like yeah I mean look just like Trump. like it was like artificially good you know yeah, like Trump yeah. Donald Trump yeah yeah of course yeah absolutely black um, and gold yeah yeah um I I would like to see his version of a of a pro wrestling promotion it would probably look exactly like the WWE looks now um pretty pretty fun to think about. He's not an imaginative, ma- an imaginative man. No. No. Imaginative. No. I can't pronounce Im- words anymore. Imaginative. Yeah, it's a tough one. I had to focus really hard. Um, the ladder gets in. And it gets in the ring. The ladder climbs in the ring itself. It's the DDT ladder. Um, they throw the ladder in the ring. It gets leaned up in the corner. Puma gets hung in the tree of woe, and Big Rick is going to fuck his shit up with a, a Singapore cane. And then Johnny Mundo, Johnny Blackcraft, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact. Johnny Johnny Religion. Johnny, Johnny Showboat? Was that a thing? I don't think so. Johnny Penis. Johnny, Johnny Foxwoods. It was when he worked beyond. Yes. Johnny Foxwoods. That was at Foxwoods. Uh, Johnny, John John Morrison. Which is, John Hennigan. Uh, Mayor of, course, of Slamtown. Uh, well, Mayor of Slamtown, which I always... Loki is the funniest male. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, oh, he rocks. He rocks. Uh, have you seen him on Survivor? Did you watch his season? Of, uh, you don't watch Survivor. No. Nah, I don't either anymore. But I, me and me and my wife had had been keeping up on Survivor. It became like the really good, you know, easiest TV to watch for us. Um, and he was on season like four years ago, probably three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. So fucking funny. So charming. Uh, extremely hot. Like he's he's great for the. You know, he's great for that setting. And he's great here, too. Look at him dive. Look at him jump. Johnny Mundo. 
Look at that parkour. He it's jumps. Great. He literally jumps. Uh, it, I don't know. I, I, we got another dive like this later on. That's uh, obviously a hundred times more crazy. Um, but this is pretty sick. He he runs and jumps off of the uh, Dario Cueto's office, which of course is just to the corner of the ring. Um, it's about a twelve, probably twelve feet off the ground. Maybe 15. Let's say 15 feet off the ground, 12, yeah. 12 feet off of the ring, but also about 7 or 8 feet away from the ring and jumping over the rail. Um, so what he's doing is he's leaping from a 15-foot high surface into the ring, which is 7 to 8 feet away, over a rail, or over over a, a post, not a rail, over the post and the buckle and the ropes. Plenty of shit you can land on and get fucked up. He does his shit. He does his Banlieu 13. You ever see that shit, District B-13? No, you know, but I know a, what you mean. It's a French movie. It's a it's the French it's the parkour movie. People out there always ask, "What's the best parkour movie?" And I say, "Ben Liu 13, known in the United Is States." Is this part of why you fucked of Six Underground? Oh the yeah, that, yeah. Guy. Oh yeah, the parkour guy in Six Underground. Yeah, fuck yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, Any, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Casino Royale, give me the shit. Give me. I love parkour. I love parkour wins and fails. Give me all that stuff. Um, if you got a favorite parkour guy, and you know, maybe just shoot him my way. At very tall man underscore underscore. It's not actually what my at name is. <laughs> Something. They can figure it out. They can figure it out. <laughs> Hit me with them it's in, parkour it's in the podcast description. Is it? Is it? I guess. Yeah. I suppose it is. I think I changed something in that recently. I'm not sure. You go look and. You did. Me. You added. You can't front heart. You can't front heart. There it is. I knew. Shout I had a out to the OG Kevin I, Gill. I knew it was good. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't good. Um, Shout he... out to Alley Cap because I keep use quoting the her. Oh yeah. Spell stoned. Shivan KG from the backyard wrestling, and we will talk about. Do we want to talk about Ali Cat now, or uh, let's do you want to avoid right, that? Just, we'll just do it in a minute. Um, yeah. Um, what? How the fuck does this match end? Our Johnny Mundo. He does. He fucking parkours, and he does like a cool roll. Um, he gets rid of the of uh, the goons. He he hits a. He goes into a, like a springboard enziguri, like that just goes through, uh, I think, Cholo, I think, uh, Mr. Sisko's head. Like, a hard fucking integrity. He does some, like, flying knee strikes. All of his strikes look fucking good. And then he, like, takes uh, Big Rick down with, a, like, a double leg. Mounted punches. Those look good, too. Fucking Johnny Mundo has good punches and good kicks. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, Good fucking wrestler. I still, I still stand by him. I still think he's the fucking man. And has had a weird career post-WWE. But I have always enjoyed seeing him, and I will never skip one of his matches because you know he's a fucking weirdo. He just I'll does do some, shit. He'll just do some dumb shit that is he. It's he's the he's a mainstream version of Jack Evans, you know. Oh yeah, totally good. Yeah, good call. Did they ever did they ever wrestle in? Uh, no, Jack Evans was Jack Evans in uh, Lucha Underground or just on Helico? He was in Lucha Underground. That's where they formed that team. All right. Well, you need to do your cage match detective skills and tell me if uh, Johnny Mo. And uh, Jack Evans ever shared a ring, because I would love to watch that. Um, what happens here? This is like a schmoz fucking... He accidentally hits Puma with the chair. Yeah, he hits Puma, because it's like, ooh, they're, they're, they're rivals turned friends. Right. But, oh, no, miscommunication. They got the gonna... miscommunication on this show. Yes. Well, it's fine. Yeah, it's, I understand. It's a fucking... It's an old movie. It's what this movie... It's what the show is. It's an old movie. Um, the, the Also, the... Johnny Mundo versus Prince Puma feud will be central for the first year of the show. Um, they did an hour-long Ironman match, which is a full episode of the show. And I don't know if it's actually an hour-long match. I'm, somebody probably has 
said for sure how long the match was. It's edited with commercials in it, um, but it is a it is a fucking cool match. What's it called? All night long. Do you remember that? All night long. Yeah, they did at least another one more version of that with uh, fucking Willie Mack against uh, Johnny Mundo. Oh, okay, cool! Is, okay, I bet I that's good this, too. Um, I love Willie Mack. Jack Evans eventually joins uh, the Johnny Mundo team, the Worldwide okay. Underground or whatever they're called. Okay, cool. Don't know. And then, and then there, there's also there is one uh, six six way elimination match from a pay per view in Calgary. Just don't, what? Don't what ask. kind of pay per view? Uh, what company? It, it was. Next Generation dot uh, Next Generation Wrestling. Okay. At Next Generation Wrestling. So we're talking i we're talking i pay per view. Okay. Yeah, this is some <laughs> yeah. 2003 era, 2013 era shit. Okay. John Morrison versus Brian Cage versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Jack Evans versus Samurai Del Sol versus Teddy Hart. Some dumb shit wow. happened in that match. Teddy Hart versus Matt Rats. Matt Rats versus WWE. Let's do. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well. All right. Well. we'll we're gonna review that show next week. Um, uh, Puma gets, uh, Ricochet, Prince Puma, gets chokeslammed through a table. For the finish, Big Rick wins. There's an awesome overhead shot. The overhead shots, the, all, like, all of the placement and camera movement and, like, just the fidelity, the lighting, the set work. Like, it's, it's, it's a whole fucking vibe, right? Yeah. Um, it's good. It's good. Match not so good, but definitely worth watching if you want to see Johnny Mundo do some motherfucking parkour. And you know, Ezekiel, I mean, the Ezekiel Jackson Ricochet matchup is good. Oh it's yeah, just, no, like, it's it's it's, it's a just, fine match. It's it, it just a goofy, bo- yeah, it's it's just goofy, it, like bogged down with some like you know shenanigans and stuff. But it's a good match. I really it's, wanted. It's to a see, good matchup. I wanted to see Big Rick put a fucking uh, a cigar out on his face because that was his <laughs> spot, right? Wasn't that his deal? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to see that, so I'll just have to Google Big Rick Cigar Spot. <laughs> sure, that'll sure that'll work. Mil Muertes. I'm gonna do <laughs> versus yes. Phoenix. Phoenix versus Ray Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix here from the day after my was that uh, 26th birthday, a tumultuous time. I think that's the right use of that word. Um, yes. Yeah. March. I'm, 8th, I'm gonna assume March 18th, 19, 1915. <laughs> right in the thick of it. They. This was actually. This was. Um, belt. Not what's. The, I can't think of uh, any of the any of the battles now. Uh, Passion. Passiondale. Packendale. That's a battle. Passion. Passiondale. This is where. This is what happened. What happened there? This is grave consequences. You never. You, you listen to that. Uh, that hardcore history about that old World War One. Oh, that's that's my favorite. Um, it is the best one. Yeah. 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 Um, the, I'm a World War One. I fucking love World War One shit because we. Me too. America is involvement in World War One. It's so was, stupid. <laughs> So, so you're like, like we just we profited off of it for four years, and then we we're just like, hey, we could come like help you guys take credit for this, <laughs> and then uh, and like lose like, and, like yeah, fucking... lose a ton of fucking people, yeah, yeah. yeah it's but good. what a time, Funny. what a time, what a time. Very different from now, uh, actually, yes, very different from now. But you know, it's, uh, there's water at the bottom of the ocean. Um, grave consequences is the, the the subtitle of this match. Grave consequences. It's a casket match. It's a casket match. You like grave consequences? How do you feel about grave consequences? Uh, Sounds pretty also, cool. I am. It's fun. Yeah. 
It's uh, it's certainly the most famous match. I would say it's the most famous match in Lucha Underground history, right? Um, I hadn't ever considered that as a as a question. Um, I would say no. I, I well, with with our people, maybe because it's 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 probably the best match that they ever had. Um, Mel Muertes versus Phoenix <laughs> aired March eighteenth. 2015 grave consequences casket match i think that more people know about vampiro and penta doing light tube spots on television uh we'll get to it we'll get to it um i think uh people were also i heard a lot of talk uh at the time about that uh that that iron man match that hour-long prince puma and, and johnny mundo match i it's possible it's possible it's up there but i think those would maybe eke it out um, but this is the best match I think that ever happened in this company. It's uh, it's it's vibes. It's all about the shit. It's all about uh, you know, A space E space S space T space H space E space T space I space C, and then you put another space at the end of like four underscores. It's definitely it's definitely one of those things, you know, um, procession of like. Dia de los Muertes regalia at the beginning. Um, the coffin and Vampiro. There's a guy in stilts, which is fucking sick. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice him until the second time I watched it somehow. But I, I, <laughs> I actually went back because I wanted to listen to Vampiro talk about it again. Uh, which, if you were listening to this, you probably already heard it. Because I don't know what else we could put at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> um, he explains the difference between holiday, Halloween and the Day of the Dead. Uh, which is basically the plot of Coco. If you've seen that, um, that's, I guess that's kind of the point. Um, Katrina. Let's talk about Katrina. <laughs> Chandler Biggin's favorite. Yeah, yeah. Carly Perez. Carly Perez. Yeah. Um, what was her name? What was her name in, uh, in accompanying Johnny Curtis, the future, the, the future Fandango in the next team? Ah, uh, shit. I don't recall. That's oh. unhelpful. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, you remember that though, right? Did you watch that season of? Event season four, that season that was the season of NXT that just went on and on and on, and they just aired it every week and it never ended. Uh, well, I may still think it's happening, so I can't say that I finished watching it. <laughs> yeah, Maxine, 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 and Johnny Curtis, uh, Derek Bateman, of course, the, the the future and also past EC3. Boy, it's been a long time since those days. Have you seen the EC3 look right now? No, I haven't seen that motherfucker in years. I know he, was, uh, he, uh, he got new, released, the, right? The, yeah, he, he got released and he's in both TNA and uh, Ring of Honor. Oh, cool. cool. And he's, he looks like a Serbian gangster. It's it's uh, it's really oh, funny. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm trying to like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to uh, send me a pic later. Um, I'm just going to picture it and I bet whatever you send me is going to match up completely. Um, let's talk about motherfucking, uh, Ricky Banderas, Mil Muertes. El uh, Macias. El Macias, well, Gilbert El Boricua, um, Ricky something else, right? Didn't he go by another fucking name? Uh, Macias, El Macias. He's fucking huge. He's a fucking beast. He, he got he got bigger, right? Between from so, so somewhere between because we talked about him versus L.A. Park, um, you know, like fifteen twenty episodes ago, um, and and he he had size to take on L.A. Park. Yeah, uh, and L.A. Park obviously a large, tall, and also thick man, um, especially in his later years. Uh, El Macias taking on L.A. Park is a totally viable 
um, size matchup. Like I, you don't have trouble believing a single bit of that. Um, but he wasn't like this, was he? No, no, not not at all. What has happened to your microphone? What the fuck is going on? Give me a sec. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, I'll I'll. I'll uh... No, I'm back. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. I was gonna I vamp. Are you hold... is it vamping? No, I just fucking. No, had to but move... when when you, when you try to stretch something out, you call that vamping, right? I suppose. Okay, like like vampire. I, I was gonna make a joke, but it's all right. But just I, I ended up moving the fucking laptop, and that shook everything. Never. It's always no. great. Yeah, now. You gotta sit in one spot, and you can't move any of your limbs. Oh, I fucking know. I, the I podcast chamber. You need to you I, need to take this seriously. You gotta get in the you gotta get in the, the coffin from this match to record. I forgot <laughs> to bring out my uh, my tablet, so I'm an idiot. Mm. I forgot to get in my coffin before I hit record. Um, he's big. He's a big old dude. He's he's, he's jacked. Was he on gas? Who gives a shit? I, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, it. absolutely. And and I am happy about it. I'm very happy. Yeah, about I don't it. I don't care. It's cool. It's, you know, if you want to be on, yeah. on 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 gas, fucking if you want to be on any drug as a pro wrestler, and then ultimately put it's a new, fine. Put a mask a of, on for a new for a new like gimmick, which I know is like that happens a lot in lucha, but it doesn't happen a lot in lucha. Like you know, that's to to like sell it out for this weird American TV product. I guess it's a weird character, right? Yes. Um. Now, obviously, it had the endorsement of his uh, employers at the time, AAA. Sure. AAA. AAA. I literally heard that phrase uh, this uh, morning while watching a That's while how you watching say it. a movie. That's how yes. you say it. So it's funny. That's right. It's, it's, it's the name of the roadside service company as well. AAA. Um, yeah, he he is definitely on the shit. Uh, he's on the Mark McGuire shit, smoking that Jose Canseco. Um, he's definitely doing it, and he's wearing a mask. And this is probably the last really good run of his career, right? Because Gilbert El Boricua is not lighting up the charts down in Mexico. I'm, I'm no, guessing. he's had a bunch of he's a knee and hip issues. He's, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's had a he's a fucking beast. He's yeah, a, no, like you... a big dude who can fly and do all kinds of crazy shit. He starts smashing off. With like, a fucking tope, yeah. Yeah, fucking killing this, <laughs> this little nerd Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix comes out, and he's like, he's got the dude's lady, like, is coming out with him, and Muertes is like, you are, like, one of my fucking legs. So, and Muertes is like, but I, I still, I'm on the fucking, he's on the perks. Perk Muertes. <laughs> he does a, he does a fucking tope suicida. Phoenix goes down the long staircase, which is like, it's like the crowd is split. There's a long staircase, uh, like, like a concrete staircase that goes down and straight up to the ring. And this is how guys get to the ring, right? And Muertes, I think Phoenix takes about a step and a half off of these, yeah. <laughs> off of these stairs. And Muertes is flying at him and just knocks him back into the stairs. Like, what a fucking, what a, sh- like a, a shit ass fucking piece of shit way to start a match against a guy who is like literally half your size and phoenix is small ever tell you about the time at aaw in la salle oh god i'm gonna go ahead and share this this is this is an embarrassing this is this is an embarrassing story go ahead um so if you uh, want to me and mike stocks are outside the nice columbus hall in la salle illinois um, I think this is before the show, might have been the intermission, AAW, like 2017. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of people out there or whatever, um, like a bunch of the regulars. And yeah. some guys go by, and I see Paco. You know Paco? AAW star Paco? I say, hey, Paco. Paco Gonzalez, yeah. Yeah, Paco Gonzalez, uh, Glory Pro, you know. Um, I say, hey, Paco. And 
the guy turns around and it's not Faco. That's a masculine phoenix. Uh, that's what the guy next to me who is laughing at me as he like, oh, you think all the all the shaved head Mexican this Mexican guy this like Hispanic guy saying to me those phoenix. <laughs> And I was like, oh, God. We oh. didn't fucking see his face. I mean, I did. And he looked like Paco to me. <laughs> we also don't know what Phoenix's face looks like. His hair looks like Paco's. I'll say that much. Yeah. They're, they're the same fucking uh, height. I don't know. His but, hair his hair is gone. He can't lose that mask. Can you please fucking absolve me of this horrible sin that no, I... No, you, you don't fucking know what the guy looks like. It's it's fine. Oh, you should, man. Also, were you blasted? Uh, if it was intermission, then definitely. Let's so let's say it was intermission, <laughs> and not before the show. <laughs> so that's my hey, phoenix. That's hey, my, I never know. That's my phoenix. And story. I also don't judge. That's my, where, that's my little phoenix story. He is little. He's that was how we got on the subject, I guess. Um, yeah, Macias has never looked better, dude. Mil Mil Muertes, he beats the fuck out of Phoenix. Tons of stiff shots. Uh, he hits him with like one of the flower displays, like the day that they, they, they you know, the the big funeral procession. They brought a bunch of flowers, and I said regalia earlier. I don't know if I used that right, but it's still there, and it says it's misspelled. So I don't, who knows? Um, he he actually he he allows a little uh, hope spot, a little comeback spot. Takes a DDT onto the coffin. The camera catches this beautifully. It's like perfect. So you actually see that motherfucker actually slams his head into the into the coffin um for a, like a a DDT bump onto a gimmick we've all seen a DDT, a DDT onto a chair you see light between them nobody ever hits their face on a chair in a DDT um you shouldn't it's fucking stupid Ricky Banderas El Macias Gilbert El Barico Milhuertes I guess is a dumb motherfucker cuz he just goes <laughs> head first into it real hard um He's he's a sick bastard. He's yeah, a, he's a fucker. He's, yeah, he's he's a champ. That's what he is. Well, we know that because of what happens next. Uh, Phoenix go. He, Phoenix had hit a uh, tope con hello earlier, um, but then he goes for like a tope suicida through the ropes right after that, um, and Mill just lifts the end of the coffin, um, stands it upright, like vertically, pushes it into Phoenix, who is doing a tope, commits to the tope. This is not. This is not one of those things where, like, the guy runs at the ropes and he's never going to... He's not actually going to dive. He's just going to take the chair shot. Yeah. Phoenix he's go, He's just going to take the kick. And you know it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell because he's already stutter-stepping. Like, it's everybody's seen this shit. It's a bad spot. And don't do it. Just don't do it. If you're not going to do it, then don't fucking do it. Yeah. Um, either fly through the ropes like Big E on his fucking spear or don't do it. Um, Phoenix is like Big E. He commits to the tope. He actually flies through the ropes and into this standing upright coffin um very sick very sick mill rips this, open yes this this funerary box if you will yes yes there, there's a there's another um term that's my favorite that's my favorite striker line of all time is that what striker says funerary it, box it says this funerary box this coffin if you will the coffin if you will god bless him um phoenix is bleeding Mask ripped open. Unscre- uh, uh, Mill unscrews one of the ring ropes and like begins attacking Phoenix with the buckle. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best. Like this, that, that. I mean, if you're gonna, he does the bottom one, which is a shame. I think you should always do the top one just because it makes the makes the match weirder to finish. <laughs> if you take away the top rope, then the whole match is fucked. You know, you take out, take away the bottom rope, then it's just an IWA Mid South match from 2001. It's, where... I mean, it's good. It would be good strategy too to just take off the top yeah. rope, but. 
Like I think maybe five percent of any spot you ever gonna you're ever gonna do is gonna involve the bottom maybe less than that. Bottom rope is it could we should be wrestling with two rope rings. We'd save on resources. That's what I say. Um environmentalist take. Um Yeah, Phoenix is bleeding pretty good. Uh Gilbert's choking him with the buckle. Um <laughs> I, I I, I guess I should just say Mil Muertes, so people don't think who the fuck is Gilbert, Gilbert El Bariqua. Uh Phoenix tries to saunter away, but Macias just follows him. I did it again. I, I, I wrote his name down different every time, so I'm kind of reading off my notes. Yeah. Um, Muertes follows him all over the building, kicking his ass. They like he's like Phoenix is in theory supposed to be the babyface here, right? He's the, he's the babyface. Yeah. yeah, he's the technico, um, and. For whatever reason, this this sequence reads like it's the opposite, because he like tries to get away. He's like begging off, and Mel is just beating the shit out of him, like just throwing him into rails and like into the crowd, um, just kicking his ass all over the building until they reach the balcony, which is the top of Queto's office, the same spot that uh, I think this is the same spot, right? I, um, that that Johnny Mundo did the jump off of. I would assume. Yeah. Um. He uh he had some awesome punches. They do some big bump teases, like like you know, suplex off of there. You know your balcony dive teases, and the exchange ends with him just lifting Phoenix head first into a big metal air duct. Yeah, <laughs> and then just like they nobody bumps off of it because fuck that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you into this fucking John McClane's crawling through this shit, <laughs> and then we're gonna go back down to the ring. Fucking awesome. Uh. There's like a holy shit chant, like right after this, even though no no bump actually happened. Well, Phoenix uh, eventually like ro- I mean they get back like Mill walks down the stairs. Phoenix is rolling down them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. bloodied up. He's he... bloodied up. You can see his hairline. It's bad. Oh yeah, that is bad. That is a rough. That is a rough way to look. Um, he does take an ass kicking here. He gets suplexed on that table. The table that has the camera, the fucking World Series of Poker, uh, Celebrities of Poker with Jennifer Tilly on uh, Fox at 11.48 at night. Um, that camera that shows you like what the two cards they have for the Texas Hold'em. People don't know what I'm referring to. Um, they've got that table. That's actually what happened to those tables after all those shows ended. They sold them to Robert Rodriguez for him to use on the El Rey network. Um, that table does not move. That table is double Japanese. Like <laughs> It's like he gets just suplex onto like a deck. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And, and, you, and you can tell, you can see his face. You can tell he's really not expecting that to happen. He thinks, he's, he thinks he's going to go through that thing. He doesn't, he doesn't even come close. Especially with very, the way they would cut the tables, uh, prep, they would just cut them in half, like straightforward. And, and it looks like really funny. Like when Ricochet goes for the table in the previous match, he just goes, he literally, equal pieces on each side of him. Really? I didn't notice. It's so funny looking. I, ne- I never noticed the gimmick tables. I, I, I think I've maybe noticed like one or two in my entire life. I know that they did it a lot. I know like the later Attitude Era stuff that for like if it was like an angle they would have like one rig table. Um, but yeah. I mean you are supposed to cut them just to ensure that things go smoothly. It's It's... But, yeah, but they're know. also not that hard to break. I'll say that about those like those common like brown like uh, grain like fake wood grain tables that the, you know the Dead of the Boys use. That yeah, are, like, the most common wrestling tables. Um, I've never I've never actually gone through one, but I've put somebody through one. 
Um, and like, you know, a lot of people, I just never took a, I never took a bump through a table. Um, but they, they, they get chopped right up. It's, <laughs> you don't, you don't have to cut anything. Uh, as long as you slam a motherfucker down on one well enough. And I think, I mean, I, I, I think I would expect Big Zeke to do that. Um, just like I'd expect any motherfucker on the, on the sauce to do it. Mil Muertes could absolutely put, you know, anybody through one of those stator tables. Um, I didn't notice the gimmicking though. I never, I never, I never thought to look for that. I do catch some blood, some, some, uh, blade jobs later on though. Um, but yeah, yeah. Phoenix is fucked up. Muertes brings the coffin in to the ring, which is unprecedented. I just want to say. I don't think that's ever happened in an Undertaker uh, casket match. It's fucking hard to move those caskets. It's yeah. Also, Six after, the, after the after uh, the after the Sean ma- match in '98, where he took the bump that hurt his back, you know, you want to just avoid fucking taking bumps around. Right. Just you know, just put just put a motherfucker in it. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, I knew about that. I, I yeah, for, I forgot about that, but yeah, that's a uh, that's a damn shame. Uh, a career snatched away, and he never returned. It's really too bad. Yeah. <laughs> what a wonderful alternate reality where Sean never comes back. Um, one of the best of all time, if that was the case. Uh, they they go back around the building some more. I've, actually, you know what? There's a spot here. Okay, there's a spot. The coffin spot. Coffin is put up in the corner, and Phoenix runs. Muertes gives him a huge belly-to-belly into the coffin denting the coffin lid um which is a crazy bump and it looks great yeah overhead camera it's just great um mill bites him on the forehead uh drinks some of his blood i guess maybe spits some in the air like he does like a ritual or something like mill mill's up to some shit um he's definitely on his bullshit drinking the blood uh did you see him did, he, did it look like he drank the blood and spit it out into the air like Triple H style? I don't think so. No? Okay. Well, in my head, that was that was what was happening there. Um, yeah, there's, there's like, Phoenix, Phoenix has, like, brief hope spots here and there, here and there, but he, he, they, like, they, t- they cover a ton of ground in this match. Um, and, you know, Muertes is obviously a beast. He's this shit. But Phoenix is a really interesting performance here, especially considering he's the babyface. Because his entire offense is, it consists of like, he finds a thing to do a flip off of, or he does the same shitty super kick over and over. Yeah. And in the terms of a, of like, of a character, now that we know Phoenix can do other shit. We've seen him do other shit. Phoenix is good. Uh, he's not great, but he can be pretty fucking good. Phoenix is alright. I'm okay with Phoenix. I know that you are conflicted, but that you, are mostly you believe in Phoenix's ability? I to... believe in Phoenix. Okay, okay, that's good enough. That's I, I, yeah. Um, if his whole persona was that he can only do a flip off of a thing and the same shitty super kick, and that somehow got played up in his matches, might be better. I don't know. It's a you know, it's like the Teddy Hart thing when it's just it's like laid to bear. Oh, it, I do like lung blower variations. And backflips, and like you, just, <laughs> that's all his matches are, and like serving looks because Teddy Hart loves to serve looks. He, it's uh, that's that's a that's a grade A fucking gold standard of a wrestler. 
Maybe this is the best Phoenix. Maybe this is maybe that's part of why this is good. Maybe this is the best Phoenix has ever been because he only does a shitty super kick and flips off of things. Basically, it's a simple match. I mean, you know, like uh, Katrina gets taken out of a big um, right. The finish. Yeah. finish isn't that simple. I this this is the this is the part that wasn't as good, right? If the, this is a, it's it's a little convoluted, but it's a ca- casket match finishes are inherently convoluted. Well, yeah. What can you do? Somebody take a big bump into it, and I mean that is what happens here, though, right? I mean, in the end, the fucking the move that it is the catalyst for the finish. It's pretty sick, um, right? Yeah. So what? Katrina gets she gets clothesline on accident by who? I by Milmertis. By Milmertis. Okay. Um. It, She's back up soon, though, because she's got to factor into the finish. And Matt Stryker says, uh, my personal favorite, um, my personal, what did you say yours was, your personal favorite, Matt Stryker? Uh, from this match, uh, this funerary box is coffin, if you will. Coffin, if you will. Matt Stryker says, whoa, look at Katrina, back up, tough little girl. Extremely weird. So fin- Very gross. Finish comes quickly after that. I mean, this the, man, the cops, a vamp, who's just constantly just being like, "Yeah, I'm horny as shit." He's the, he's, he's just a Sally. The Federales are on their way to Matt Stryker's house as he finishes commentating the rest of this match. <laughs> uh, sick fuck, Matt Stryker. Uh, Phoenix is all right. So finishes. Uh, Gilbert Milmer just gets kicked or something. I don't know. He's bending over. He's down there. He's he's bending over. He looks as oh fuck, my shit hurts. Uh, I got he's got like bubble guts or whatever. And then uh fucking Phoenix jumps he's on the apron. Phoenix jumps off the top rope, uh double stomping Milmertis's back as he's bent over on the apron, and he fucking falls and he like hits the apron with his chest real hard and sort of rolls into the casket. Um and then old girl Katrina puts it down on him and that's the finish. You know, that's your finish. Sick fucking finish. Really sick. Yeah, they, yeah, they take him out, uh, because in canon uh, Apparently, if you lose one of these matches, you die. Mm. Right. But so, this wait. is a man of a thousand deaths. Let me so ask it you. Matter. He's undead. Right. What is the character? Is it the Undertaker? And also, what is the Undertaker? Can you explain the Undertaker to me and Mel Martis? You have no thirty seconds, please. No. Okay. The, Just... okay, the Undertaker <laughs> is uh, he's he's he's, uh, he's tall, and Mel Martis is uh, thick. He's undead. Dummy. This, he's this, dummy this, thick. <laughs> This man is undead for sure. Undead, dummy, thick, Mill, 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 Gilbert. Yeah, okay. And that's it. El Mill. El Mill. Yeah, El Rey. Man, I you, you gotta you gotta give it up to Robert Rodriguez. I have trouble saying his name. I've said Robert 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 Rodriguez. Um, gotta give it up. Cool dude. This this show couldn't exist without him. Whether he had anything to do with it or not, it's on his channel, so that's cool. Um, pretty fucking great. Pretty fucking great match. Yeah. I think this might be, wait for it, best casket match of all time. I think it's, uh, it's, it's up there for sure. What's Minimum. better? What's better? Uh, because I just want to see the other casket matches in this goddamn, pro- it's the best oh, casket yeah, yeah. match I've ever seen. Yeah, I think he, uh, there's a Prince Puma versus Milmertis. And then there's uh, Freeway to the Grave, which I think is the semi. I think it's Phoenix. I'm sorry. Freeway to the Grave. I know. It's such a stupid name. It's uh, this MF. That's the name of a Fallout Boy song. It is. I think it's Mil Phoenix, and Jeremiah Crane. 
So oh, we'll see. Sammy, Sammy could bring it. Oh yeah. fuck! All right. Well, I guess we're, this is our it's our new thing now. We do every Halloween. Fuck. God damn it! Why does this shit have to be so stupid and fun? <laughs> uh, yeah. Got us. Got our asses. All right. I gotta pee. Um, All right. No off-topic segment. We gotta roll. We gotta roll. Um, but yeah, I'll be right back. Oh, well, we can talk. We can talk about Trump or I don't know. We're not. Let's not. Never again. Yeah. After this talk. week, never again. It's a shame. It's like a good twenty percent of the things I like to say on the podcast. I like to pretend like I'm a Chapo guy. I like to yeah. be like I'm Will. I'm I'm Steve. I'm, <laughs> I'm Steve from <laughs> Chapo. Okay. All right. The famous one. Famous Steve. Steve. Yeah. All right. I'm the main guy. The main... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Sealed copy of Entourage the movie on DVD. Damn. Yeah, that's all right. I got it for one dollar. Dollar Tree. They're out now. You can't get one. So, sorry about that. Next time I see them, I'll pick you up one. All right. Have you seen Entourage the movie? No. Have you seen Entourage the series? A little bit. Yeah. No. Not every episode. Not every episode. Not like me. Every episode. You're talking. To, you're talking to. Uh, a, a certified fan, <laughs> an entourage head, if you will. Uh, well, we call ourselves. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't have a joke for this. <laughs> I was hoping I would. Uh, nope, don't have one. I was going to Vincells. Fin- yeah, Vincells. Welcome back. To wrestling is gross. Um, the E stands for extra virgin. I don't know. I I, I saw this movie in the theater. Entourage the movie. I'm seriously um, here. You got the thing open? Can you? Is that working? It's not working. The camera. I was gonna fucking. Oh well. Well, I was gonna show you a picture of the Entourage movie. It's sealed. It is sealed copy. Special features include deleted scenes. And that's it. Subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> it says, it's got subtitles under there too. Um, trailer. English, French, and Espanol. Entourage the movie. Shouts out to Doc. Oh, shit, I was muted. I don't know when I muted. Yeah, that was weird. Um, oh, when you I'll... did shouts out to. Shouts out to Doug Ellen. <laughs> um, but also R.I.P. Tracy Smothers is the thing I said right afterwards. Yeah. Uh, dead at 68. 58. Yeah, 58. The motherfucker wasn't 68, right? I would be surprised. He was, he was 58, yeah. Um, man. That's one of the, it's one of the, I mean, it's a terrible person. Obviously. Obviously. Like, that's, alright, so Tracy's mother's is important enough that 
if it wasn't the day we were recording this, or like within 24 hours, I would have said, fuck that. No, let's just do Tracy. Um, yeah. Uh, so important. <laughs> so important to me. Um, obviously, you know, the last few years he's been, I mean, we've seen a lot of our faves, you know, the problematic fave is, it's what, it's what we do now. It's what we specialize in. Even Eddie Kingston is saying Google's George Soros and then being told, no, Eddie, come on. <laughs> do you think Drake told him about George Soros? Aub- Aubrey Graham? Aub- Hotline Bling? Yeah. <laughs> I think Drake and Eddie Kingston are hanging out. Um, it is truly God's plan that he's in AEW. Welcome back. That's wrestling is gross. Um, I don't, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a tough time for the takes with the wrestlers. That's why that's, you know, we got that with, with Obama too, though, right? We got lots of, uh, like, f- you know, screenshots of like Facebook guys of like Ian, John Williams. Yeah. Um, like talking about he's Obama's going to like institute Sharia law tomorrow or whatever. And I still don't know what Sharia law even is. <laughs> and I doubt he does. Um, I think I know vaguely what Sharia law is because I looked it up one time when I was high, and that's the best I could say. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a time. Is uh, let's let's do it. Let's do the let's do predictions. Is he gonna is he gonna lose? Probably not. I don't know. You don't. You, I just. You, you, you I think, think he'll, gonna I actually win? do think he'll lose, but yeah, I'm like you know it probably won't, and then. It'll be really funny. It'll be funny either way, but it's going to you know, be two different. There are two different kinds of funny, and but but both stem from uh, a really like you know b- truly demented old man. So yeah, you know. yeah, and you know the same thing is like it's going to be funny either way. And the source of that is also just the despair of knowing that it doesn't actually matter in the long run. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I when I when I joke that I'm going to that I've been thinking about voting for him. I'm not joking. I know it doesn't matter, but not, not Trump. Obviously I'm talking about Joe Biden. Um, it's, it does seem like if he would have, if he would just lay back and really not say anything, then my brain could work my way into just being cool with like, yeah, I'm going to vote for him. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but it's just every, every couple of days, there's another, you know, there's another fucking, um, Kamala on 60 Minutes or whatever, uh, laughing when she's asked if she is going to institute progressive. Because the, the fucking the interviewer says, are you, are, they, they're painting you as a progressive socialist. Are you going to to, to Im- implement progressive socialist values? I mean, you know, And it's just like, and then she laughs and says, I am just a young black woman who has a wet ass pussy and I'm just going to run things like a girl boss. Like she does, like she's like, it's, it's so fucking annoying. To, to to watch, th- like, that... Because at least Joe is old and stupid. Like, yeah, he, he says shit like shoot him in the shit leg. on Tubi. And, <laughs> you like, and your Tubi, this... goddamn. I don't know, but, well, that's, like, where I'll see fucking ads anymore. Because uh, um, be, there's this ad where... This <laughs> Speaking ad of ads, here's an ad for Tubi. Yeah, use wrestling as gross 20 for 20% off. She, in the uh, presidential, uh, vice presidential debate where she just goes to Pence, who's interrupting her. Yeah. Vice President, I'm speaking. And but it's just like not. over and over, and you're like, it's the worst ad I've ever seen. This so, ad is terrible. So in the in the actual debate, she did that like a few times when what he was doing was barely could barely even be considered an interruption. Like those were like preloaded, like um, like uh, lib. How dare yous? 
have yeah. some decency, sir. Like those were in her fucking script. Um, that that debate was way more frustrating to watch than. And I watched them all. Some. I'm on fucking 538. I'm looking at poll numbers. I'm fucking sick, right? I'm a sick person. I'm not doing that, like, a lot. But I'm a, I'm a sick person. Um, and I want Joe Biden to win the fucking... Because what the fuck else? <laughs> just I just want to lay it out there, because this is the last time I'll get to talk to anybody about this, except for my wife. Um, and we both have... You know, I know, I know where she stands. Um, I don't know how she's voting. Um... But yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. And I, you know, after swearing off all electoral politics, turns out I still think they're kind of funny and weird. And that's the like, you know, extremely neuro atypical part of me is that I like numbers and graphs. So I'm in it for the next four days, and then however long it carries on when they they hand count votes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they sift through the burned wreckage of the Boston uh, uh, ballot box. It's wild. Um, I wish I didn't care. I know you don't care, and I envy you. Yeah, I mean, I care, but it's also like, ultimately, what does it matter? Yeah. You just, yeah, that's I, only your action. That's the only thing you can do, which is like, you know, not even because it's, you're not even being cynical. You just know it's a cynical system, so what's the point? Yeah. You gotta move on and think of the optimism, the which isn't any, like, fucking result well, of so the election. My whole fucking stance since March, since, you know, since they took yeah. it away, since they took it away from, from Bernard, um, was, I will not vote for him. Um, I will not vote for Joe Biden and people should not vote for him. And it doesn't, you know, doesn't matter. Cause what we're going to get, if we have it now, then we're going to get uh, four years of bullshit, you know, democratic austerity bullshit. Um, as they also are probably going to flip the Senate, I think. I would imagine, but at least I think it's going to be fifty-two, forty-eight. But it doesn't matter. This is not you don't you don't care about this. I do, and I don't know why I do. It's because I'm sick, my friend. It's because I'm fucking sick in my brain. I have a disease. Um, I I I do. I did stand by my stance for for a long time. That was like uh, we we do four years of Biden, and then Tom Cotton or whoever, like some actual fucking like actual conservative, and not just a psycho TV dude, like some actual dude who will kill us all is the guy who just, you know, becomes... And he actually does kill us all. We're all fucked. Um, and I do worry about those things. I do worry about those, like, those classical traditionalist fucking neoconservatives that, you know, want us in, you know, whatever. It is a concern of mine. But my point being that I thought if we let Trump be the president for four more years, maybe a real left does rise up, right? Maybe there is another figure, whatever. It's cl- obviously, that's not going to happen. We saw the summer. We saw a fucking pandemic. All hope is lost. It's all done. I just want the old guy who eats ice cream and laughs and, like, you know, t- sniffs women's hair. I think it's funny. I think he's funny. You, you want to get down to it? I'm sick of the edgy, like, mean guy funny, and I want to see the Alzheimer's funny. Um, how do you feel about that as a take? I want Joe Biden to be president because I'm sick of the show that I'm watching, and I want to watch a different show on, on my TV. I that's mean, what it is, right? That's all that, it is. That is, that is voting. That's all it fucking is. It's choosing which... Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll, no, I'll let you know. Get... I'll let you know if, if I vote for him All right. on the now, next episode. Do you feel like talking about Lucha Underground Trio's championship audit match between the crew and the dysfunctional trio? The dysfunctional trio. Um, You know what? 
I like to talk about Joe Biden. So, no, let's go ahead. Let's do it. Uh, the crew consisting of Mister Mister Crisco, Mister Mister Cisco, Mister Cisco, uh, and Bael, which is it's it's a little cholo. B boy is Bael, and then it's Ricky Reyes as help me, Cortez Castro. Cortez Castro. And so the dysfunctional trio, and I have not seen this far into this. I've, I saw a gif one time of the big moment in this match, and that's why I knew we had to watch this match. But I've never seen this match. This trio, Son of Havoc, Angelico, and Ivelisse. Angelico, obviously, is a freak. He's like South African, right? Yeah. Um, longtime tag partner of Jack Evans. Flexible, very poor strikes. Very, very bad. Any, any, Anything basic... Anything like any fundamental, Angelico is fucking terrible at. He is like a he is an objectively bad wrestler who does some incredible shit. He is the he is a scramble ma- match king. Yeah, okay, sure. I don't know if I've seen him. I guess he was in a lot of those tri- uh, triple A, triple A, uh, triple A. Well, you just put him in a scramble match. Like, I mean, he'll be good there. That's the only thing that makes sense for him, though. You like put him in an actual match, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, he's a what, tornado what del rey guy. guy. Yeah, he he definitely he definitely excels. When he doesn't have to adhere to any sort of structure or, you know, uh, one-on-one flow of control. Like, he's not a guy who's going to do that well. Um, Ivelisse is, you know, she seems like a, she seems like a real piece of work, that Ivelisse. Um, and then Son of Havoc is a guy who I think is actually good. Um, a guy that I think has a good understanding of crowd rhythms, has some okay strikes, has some spectacular offense. It's Matt Cross, M Dog Twenty. Um, I don't know what this gimmick is. Is it? It's biker guy, right? It's masked. Son, it's masked Jax Teller. He's a, yeah. He's uh. I mean, pretty much. And like, the name is. Back... It's literally the name of the show in the biker gang, right? Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Right. Havoc Anarchy. Like... Essentially, same concept. And then you have, and then later he feuds with one of the Rockness monsters. You remember them? Johnny Yuma and Johnny Goodtime. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Those guys were fucking crazy. Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, he feuds, I believe, who goes by Son of Madness. And it's a. (laughs) No shit. extreme. He changes it? (laughs) No, he doesn't change it. Oh, Uh, oh, they're his disciples. Oh. Well, it's a, it's a feud going back to their fathers, Havoc and Madness. Oh, no. And this is Son of Havoc and Son of Madness. Wait, is it humor or is it Good Time? Uh, I think it's Good Time. Kevin Martin. Good Time's the better one. Okay. He's he's the he's the sleazier one. I like him. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, we're going to watch. We're gonna just, all right. No more hardcore title. We're watching Lucha Underground now. Um, this is a ladder match for the Trios title. Is there a special name for this title? Or is it just, no. the, just the Lucha Underground Trios title? Yeah. Um, it's a sick little thing they got up there with the belts, the three belts hanging yeah. off. Uh, at first, I thought it was just like a big medallion. I wasn't sure. I don't think I've ever seen a Trios title match in Lucha Underground. I think that they established that title after I stopped watching. Um, this is... The crew here, this is it. This is it. This is Rev Pro. This is early PWG trio. Like, absolutely, you don't get more, like, 2000 SoCal Indie than fucking B-Boy, Lil Cholo, and, and Ricky Reyes. Like, that, I, and I love that. That's part of the thing I like about this is that it does remind me of that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's, you know, it's a different, it's a very different vibe, but it's cool to see, because, you know, these guys have been, like, these guys have been wrestling together 15 fucking years at this point, and now they get to do it on, like, a weird cable TV channel for probably more money than they've almost ever gotten to wrestle. (laughs) How are the paydays for this? Do you have any idea? No idea. Yeah? What do you think? You think they got paid? I think they did okay. Yeah. It's one of those it's one of those things where it would they would either get exactly what they were promised and then like like have contract offers afterwards or they would get nothing at all and get totally fucked. Um this is a cool match though. I I you know I love a ladder match. Yeah. Um Ivelisse is on crutches so she's not even in this match. This is a handicap match. Um although she 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 gets some chance as she hobbles down 25 stairs on crutches. Uh, which is pretty and impressive. Then gets punched in the face by B Boy. B Boy just <laughs> good punches. Just punches her right in the mouth. That's that's a good way to do it. Um, so uh, yeah, this this match is a it's a mess. It's a ladder match with multiple ladders. The fifteen foot ladder that's all rusty or at least painted to be rusty is out here again. He makes an appearance. Um, crazy fucking spot. They're holding the ladder between them. They got about they, like they're holding the ladder horizontally at length. And um, Angelico does a, a, a Topicon hello, right? Yeah. Like a big one. Like, clears the top rope by three feet. Um, and, and instead of hitting either of the guys, he just dives onto the ladder, and, like centons onto the ladder that they're holding, and they both fall under it, and he lands right on it. Didn't look good for anyone. Um, is there logic behind that? Should I even ask? No, it's a ladder match. I mean, there's some the ladder matches that have psychology and stuff in them, but this is this this isn't that. This isn't what you, this is a big dumb spot fest. You sure. like go and see big dumb spots. Well, how do you feel about the the like this just in general for ladder matches? Because um, I don't know if we've ever actually talked about one on the show. The self sacrifice of diving into a ladder that someone else is holding or is on top of someone to damage that. Do you think it always comes off as like that was stupid? Why did he do that? Or it comes off as like oh, there's a yawn. Stupid. Yeah, it comes off as stupid, but it's like you're already in a stupid match. Like I was watching uh from Spring Stampede 1999, Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> versus Hardcore Hack. Awesome. I was just watching this in the yeah. Well, I was waiting for Jersey to get ready. Triad? Uh, right before then. Awesome. And, you know, he's doing, and it's fucking Sandman, so of course he's doing sentons on the ladders and shit that don't make any sense, but it's like, he's a crazy motherfucker, that's why he's in that match already. Bam Bam's like, pretty it, wild in that run, too. Was he taking big bumps? Yeah, he's taking some big bumps. Cool. That sounds good. Uh, that's does, Spring uh, Stampede uh, 99. Yeah, we, we will, uh, we will do an episode about the nascent WCW Hardcore Division yeah, before yeah. the title, yeah. because it, it gets dumber after the title comes around. But the the uh, they are no, the run right before the Ravens Rules era. Yeah, no, it yeah. it's super fucking sick. I love and even even before that Public Enemy. I love I that was that was for me that was because I didn't see ECW till later. Um, that you know that uh, like the Falls Count Anywhere matches that they would have the Kevin Sullivan and Benoit or whatever. Like that was. That kind of brawling didn't happen in WBF, which is the only other stuff I watched. Um, super, super good and influential, I think, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking Hack does a, uh, a, a senton bomb off of a stagecoach. That's a prop at, nice. at uh, the stage. Sure. 
Fucking great. Love that. Yeah, n- Love Jim. 99, 2000, that's peak WCW, like, dumb shit set design, I think. And, and WWF, for that matter. Uh, that was the 90s. That was the late 90s. I miss, I miss set design. Me too. Me too. I, I fucking feel you on that. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think diving into the ladder like that, I think Angelico doing it is – he's taking out two. He's taking out two guys. So he's sacrificing himself for two guys. That's, you know, that's pretty basic fucking math. Um, Little Cholo, uh, Mr. Cisco. Yes, Mr. Cisco. Sorry about the sounds. Um, like I said, this is a old school podcast. The kids are awake. My wife's up there. Um, old, they're trying to t- turn me back to the old me is basically what they're trying to do. Um, and Helico hits some of his signature, what the fuck is this bullshit offense? <laughs> he takes his shirt off, the ladies scream, and then they put him in the corner and give him fucking three drop kicks. The last, of course, by B-Boy, the proper fucking face eraser. One of the greatest moves of all time. Absolutely. The, the like, crazy high angle that he gets. Like, he... So he doesn't even get a big run off of it in this one, and he still does it. Yeah, a lot of some of the times he wouldn't. He would start from like three steps away because he doesn't. B boy's face eraser drop kick in the corner. So guys sitting in the corner, you know, like Stone Cold's gonna stomp a mud hole in you. You run up and you just do a diving drop kick. It's a move that has been done by thousands of wrestlers over the year. Nobody ever did it quite like B boy, who what he does is he takes a short run up, and basically. So say a guy does a flying drop kick to you while you're in a seated position in the corner, leaning against the bottom turnbuckle. In a lot of cases, in uh, what Kenta does a big one, right? Yeah, Shibata. Shibata, Shibata. Yes, they take they they take a few steps across the ring. They jump up. up they're probably three, four feet away from you. They jump up. They tuck their legs in, and they drive their feet into your face from up above. So B-Boys is sort of the same principle as the downward angle. But what B-Boys Face Racer does is he runs up to you, not even, like you said, not even fast. He gets up close, and basically his foot is touching your lower body. And then he just hops up, gets some decent height, full extension, and just puts his feet against your face, and then rides you all the way down to the floor. Like, (laughs) it's basically a double stomp to the face. Yeah. It's the coolest fucking move. Like, it is It is so sick. I remember the first time I saw it, he did the uh, Super Dragon. It had Best of the Best 2. And uh, CCW Best of the Best 2 in, like, June of 2002. It was the first time I ever saw it with those guys. And I, I saw that move, and I was just like, what the fuck? Did he fuck that up? Like, is that what that looks like every time? And then he did it again to Trent Acid in the next round. And I was like, oh, well, he's, just a, he's just a freak. B-Boy is just a fucking psycho. Um, and then glad, glad to see that carries on. Um, anything, yeah. anything stand out to you? Anything big, um, beyond like the, the marquee spot here? Um, there's, there's, okay. So like one of the goofiest spots, uh, oh, I know series of spots revolves around, uh, Tario Cueto's office. Yeah. And so uh, it's been damaged. Someone got thrown through, uh, the, uh, window, and so there's just like you know plywood up. It's and it's they pull the pl- it's boarded up like any any small bi- small business in all of America as they defend against the the looters and rioters and Antifa. Um, 
it's just boarded up, you know? They've been... And, but they're just, like, ripping the plywood off to, yeah. you know, just hit Angelico and uh, yeah. Son of Havoc. But it's so funny. And, and you're just like... But it's, like, so weird. Like, Dario Cueto's on a call. And he's he's like, in there, yeah. And he's just perturbed. <laughs> Is he in there during like, all the shows? Is that what we're to, to, be, yes. to believe? That he's just sitting in there while the shows are happening? Yeah. So he's looking through the blinds. Don't we see him look through the blinds at the wrestling sometimes? I think so, yeah. It's a weird, what a weird concept. The promoter's office is five feet away from the ring. It's also, people are are regularly walking on top of the fucking office. Hey, people, look, I'm recording a podcast right now. get slammed through the top of his, through the roof of his fucking office. I'm recording a podcast right now with three humans up there, and two of them don't understand how to step lightly. Um, I, I feel for Dario Cueto. Uh yeah, what what was the match where they go through the top of, of his uh, office? The first one is um, Milmertis powerbombing Phoenix, which is a rematch from A Grave Consequences. Oh, I haven't, pretty good match, I, yeah, I haven't seen that. But... I would love to watch that uh, a rematch for the best match in Lucha Underground histories. history, I say, as I've only seen maybe a quarter or an eighth of the show. Um, yeah, well, so this match, this match is, it's it, it's really based around the one huge spot but we'll we'll kind of chat how we get up there to it um i think it is probably it's it's probably one of the one of the best spots i've ever seen in a wrestling match i just want to preface that um the so matt cross rocks babyface comeback uh he gets a nice little run here in in lucha underground it's it sounds like he has a whole feud with another guy who is like built into his canonical uh cana canicological lore <laughs> um it's uh it's sort of probably the best run that he ever had, right? Like Yeah. If all right, so every other company has continued to overlook Matt Cross, M Dog Twenty, Son of Havoc for twenty years now. I mean he, he was a backyarder twenty years ago, but he was he started working pro matches I think in oh one with JT Lightning. Um if Seth Rollins can be like a seven-time WWE champion, then there's no fucking reason that Matt Cross didn't deserve to be like at least fighting for the NXT North American Championship or something. Like, it's a it's a fucked up thing. Do you think Matt Cross is a like a, a missed opportunity by the big companies? I mean, in a way, like because it's just there's like what what there it's like. He does. He's been around. He can lead people through things. He can teach yeah. stuff. He seems like a he seems like a competent player coach type of guy. And you know, yeah. doesn't don't don't, don't annex, he love that kind of shit. You know, like uh, they mm-hmm. lost Hero. Now he's a different guy than Hero. But you know what he well, is? Sure. He's better than Tyler Bate. And, and Tyler Bate just rips off all of his shit. <laughs> he's definitely Tyler better than Bate's Tyler awful. Bate. Uh, Tyler Bate, the, the big hate, strong boy. The, I hate the I hate the Matt Cross like dive into the ropes with the shoulder yeah, blades. Yeah, I was gonna, I, I had that written down actually. Yeah, I do hate that, but you know who does it worse? Tyler Bate. I was gonna ask you, so I have written down maybe maybe that dumb thing is one of the reasons that he never got fucking like I could see that pissing off any WWE talent agent over the last twenty years that like was. But like, but then fucking... they hired Tyler Bate. They made that guy the first UK champion. Oh god, that guy was a face for like of the company in a way. I wonder how that match holds up. The the big Pete Dunn, because I remember liking that at the time. I remember liking it. Quite well, the a first bit. one, uh, yeah. I, the second one, the one they had at the actual NXT pay per view, pay per view. You know, the one with uh, the one on the show with uh, yeah, yeah. 
I remember. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, it's like May of 2016 or something. Yeah. May, yeah. So that one, I don't fuck with. But I like. I remember liking the first one a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, WWE UK had, or NXT UK had some promise. Uh, all of Burt Ress had a, at least some level of promise before we realized what we were getting into. <laughs> um, and then, but it's like, we really stepped in the fucking mud. Because it was bad for a long time. And then, it got Bad. Yeah, and then they drained the goddamn swamp. Uh, shouts out to whoever said that the first time. Um, so Angelico, yeah, he gets thrown on onto the top of Queto's office. Or no, he gets thrown into it through. All right, and then and then yeah, Queto's in there. Uh, Angelico climbs like a ladder. No, he all right. So Cholo is uh, uh, Mr. Cisco is climbing the ladder. Angelico grabs the ladder, dumps it backwards. So. Mr. Cisco flies backwards in, like, through the open window into Queto's office, which is cool. Yeah. And um, then he flies out of it in a minute later. Yeah, on, onto Havoc. So Angelico goes up top. Ricky Reyes beats him on top of Dario Queto's office, like, 15, 18 feet up in the fucking air. Beats him to, to hell with, beats the hell from him, uh, with the Singapore cane. And on the floor, Son of Havoc, B-Boy are going at it. Um, and that's when Mr. Cisco dives. And it's like, it's extremely, um, God, I had a reference, but I don't know what it is. It's very cinematic, though, because you see him, like, the camera's almost down on the ground and pointed up at the sky, like, up at the ceiling. And you see him fly out. He, like, topes through the through the window and tackles, uh, tackles Matt Cross. That's... Yeah, totally, totally bonkers. Doesn't make... Any sense. But I think awesome. Vamp Vamp calls it a flying sushi roll. All right. Yeah, what does that mean? It doesn't matter. I have it no idea. It means nothing, because nothing he says means anything. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I have written down back in the ring, M-Dog does his ridiculous shoulder rope bounce. Because I don't even know what to call that thing. What do you even call uh, that fucking that would thing? Have been, I mean, that was, ba- that was the back, a backspring elbow, but... Uh, what do you mean backspring? But... Backspring? That's like, doesn't make any fucking... Like, there's no words. There are no words. That can explain what that is, except yeah. for what the fuck. <laughs> um, there's an amazing spot where M Dog is on a ladder going for the belts, and he gets the ladder gets pushed over, and he uh, jumps at the last second before the the ladder bounces against the ropes, and he just lands. He lands feet first on the second rope, bounces backwards, hits a like a lion salt, a cabrada, a cabrada, yeah, um, onto somebody is standing there, and they get like that's. A, fucking sick spot that is some like Shelton Benjamin but better shit um uh Cholo gets bumped off the top through a table on the floor um, yes yeah, so um while uh because they set up tables uh and uh have son across has a fucking <laughs> the name everybody has so many names yeah that's part of halloween fun now that's isn't true, it? all of true. the names all you know, the masks you know we all we all wear a mask if you really think about it now, and he he's going he's gonna hit a, a shooting star press on uh, but um, <laughs> fights he's off going then. to he is going to do that and he, and... Does, and he does do that he puts this, and then he hits uh, the, the shooting star press on on Vial B boy, and boy, it looks. He technically look does. Well. He technically does hit a shooting star press. Like how much of him hits? Ah, uh, like his like his chest. Sort of. I don't think it was his chest. I thought it was like barely. I thought it was like seven eighths of his face hits. <laughs> it's not. It 
does it looks bad yeah the table is not far enough away from the turnbuckle you can do it but it's difficult i thought it was too far away i thought it needed to be i don't know i think here's the thing i think the table needed to be about a six inches closer to the corner and then he would have landed chest chest on chest it's really not a move where you have like a ton of impact when you're hitting uh so no no yeah yeah and it's also like unless you're paul london I've seen a guy, you know, the king of the ugly shooting star press, the notorious scumbag, get more. Get more. I thought you were going to say Billy Kidman, the, nor- the the OG notorious scumbag Billy Kidman. Yes. Uh, Similar but, energies, uh, right? Oh, did you see uh, the Mia Yim scratching spot? The distraction oh, God. Thing? Oh, no. Where she did has, you... like, she has, like, a seizure? Yeah, to distract MVP. So one of, I don't even remember, Slapjack, who gives a shit, I can pin him T-Pain. in his match. Akon, uh, Lowly Island, something like that. <laughs> really bad. Fuck, it was so anyway, bad. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm thinking, and like, he does it in an aerial assault match, but an aerial assault match he does off of the big dumb platform thing. So it's really ugly, right. but he does have like a lot of, but right. the table is way the far out. So. And he, wait, no, so Devin hits that? Yeah, it looks cool, but it, ugly as hell. But yeah, but Harry, here's the thing cool. about, here's the, here, all right, I'm going to let you in on a secret um, about doing a shooting star press. Um, M Dog Twenty, Matt Cross, Straight Edge, is well known, right? Yeah, well known. One of the one of the original, one of the OG SXEs, um, of of the indie scene. You know, Sam Punk was also obviously. Um, when I think about Straight Edge wrestlers, I think about Sam Punk. I think about J Pro and and M Dog. You know. Yeah. Um, Devin Moore, not Straight Edge, like not even. No. Like he's whatever the opposite is, um, um and well, you know, founding member, one third of the uh, original intox- nation, nation of, intoxication. of intoxication. Yes, yes, of course. Um, Technically, one quarter, but we don't count Scotty Vortex, and we don't say, and we don't count Clonic Claxton, the classic lineup. It's just yes, Danny, Danny and Devin. Lucky Devin, Danny Lucky and Devin, sure, of course. Um, the uh, the the difference between Devin Moore doing a very like long distance shooting star and perfectly breaking a table, and M Dog doing a failing a, a short distance and not even making the te- the table shake uh, off of his sh- like shitty shooting star press, much better form than Devin Moore, I'm sure, but not nearly as much impact um, or crack cocaine, perhaps. Yeah, um, that's the difference. Is the shooting star press. The shooting star dust press. That's the thing. He goes up there. And this is this is Lucky's job, right? Lucky goes, fucking smacks out a, a nice rail on the top turnbuckle. So right, <laughs> right when Devin is like hulking up, you know, and is like, I need to hulk up, and then Lucky is like, Here you go. And then Devin goes up there. Joey Janelle's wallet is there. He puts it in his pocket. <laughs> he snorts the fucking fat hoot of Coca Cola, and he does his big ass long. He goes three quarters. He didn't even have to go this far. He went he, like he he breaks it with his knees. You know, <laughs> you know like he overshoots, but table breaks perfectly. Here's the thing: Matt Cross doesn't do drugs, and that's why he hit his face on the table. <laughs> I think this makes perfect sense. <laughs> this is this is fucking this is beautiful logic. Yeah, it's I think canon. this works. This is canon. Uh, anyways, the Luke fucking... Underground should have had an aerial assault match. It should have had cocaine. 
Well, sure, a lot of things. Wait, is there definitely both of these things? Are there Joe Devin Moore? Does it have? Yeah, (laughs) are there? Is there's like a drug bust at some point with Joey Ryan's character? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay, so there is cocaine. They just use it in the like most like little soft ass dick ass way. Um, (laughs) No, yeah. All right, let's see. Greatest spot in Lucha Underground history. I've seen again. I've seen five percent of the show, uh, but there's no way this was ever topped. Ricky Reyes is climbing the ladder. He's going to try to get the belts, the three belts, the trios, the Lucha Underground trios title. And Helico, who is still up on top of the uh, the office from that same guy, Ricky Reyes, beating him with a with a cane, Singapore cane. He's uh, about twenty feet up in the air, eighteen, give or take. Probably about twenty feet from the ring, or from from Ricky, Ricky Reyes. Ricky Reyes climbing the ladder in the middle of the ring. So we're talking an eighteen foot ring, nine ten feet to the edge of the ring, eighteen to twenty foot. And then we're talking about another seven, eight, ten foot gap. You know, and we're also talking diagonal with, with the length of the ring. So I'm thinking 20 feet horizontally. And Helico runs across the full length of Dario's office, leaves off the edge, literally 20 feet horizontally through the air while like rapidly descending. And Helico, he basically sh- forms the shape of a bullet. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he looks like when Neo is flying through the through the Matrix. Um, delivers one of the highest impact dropkicks I've ever seen with incredible precision right to the side of Ricky Reyes, who flies like across the ring, like to the ropes with no effort of his own. He does not jump. This is a he like seriously. This is the fucking craziest spot I think I've ever seen in a wrestling match. I cannot it's... just the 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 athleticism mixed with the insanity. It's it's. It's maniacal. It's it's so stupid. It's great. What are the? What are I don't the biggest... mean it's stupid in terms of it's a bad it's a bad idea. But it, but he it, fucking it nails looks it. Great. He's, He's fine. Perfect. He nails it perfectly. Yeah. It, what are the biggest spots? He should not have. What are the biggest spots of all time? We're talking Foley going off the cell, um, Mondo and Zandig at uh, Tournament Death Two. Um, Winger doing the fucking... I, I don't think anybody cares about this spot. I think only I know it. But Winger having fire blown onto his back and doing a 20-foot balcony sent on through tables onto Ryuji Yamakawa. Uh, 11 99 Big Japan Wrestling, I believe. Uh, maybe. Give or take a couple days. Um, what else? What What are the other big spots? Like th- That's like... It is... This is the highest level of difficulty matched with, like, level of success, I can think of. Nick Mondo retired, okay? Yeah. Mick Foley, I I don't, I mean, he didn't do so well after that. (laughs) That match took, like, actual years off of his career in life. Um, Winger, still doing good, but, you know, the Japanese are pretty crazy. (laughs) Just doing, (laughs) they, they went out, you know, they're still fighting World War II out in the fucking jungles out there. At least that's what they think according to uh, Dan Carlin. This is like, this is, this is here I have a, I have an idea. Oh yeah, what's your idea? And then the guy says the stupidest thing you've ever heard. And then you're like, I mean, I guess. And then he does it and, and you're just like, well, I, I don't, I don't know how this happens. This is the, it's, it's the, it's the longest distance dropkick that's ever happened. There's no denying that. Let's talk about no. the Guinness World Records that happen in this one clip. <laughs> it is fucking insane. It is the it is like and it looks so good. They go to the hard camera shot and you see Angelico flying 
again, literally 20 feet through the air, both horizontally and vertically, and just nailing this dude. It's the sickest fucking thing I've ever seen. Am I going, am I going too hard on this? No, it's, 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 it's fucking beautiful. It's so good. And it completely, um, admonishes, admonish, admonishes, is that right? Of, I don't of, think so. Of his sins. Oh, okay. No. Good? It completely absolves. 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 No, there you go. Thank you. See, this is why we, this is why we do this together. Uh, it absolves on Helico. <laughs> funny name, actually. Uh, he was looking like Luciferno, but now he's back to Angelico. Um, he he is absolved of all sins. This is the coolest thing ever. I don't know. The match ends when Ivalice climbs the ladder with one leg, which is really stupid. But it doesn't matter because you just saw the coolest shit you ever saw. And it's fucking sick. The crowd goes so wild for it, too. Like, like they fucking nailed this. You know? Yeah. Just like concept and execution it's pretty fucking stunning that they nailed this i i i am like i i am truly blown away by that spot in, in a way that i i don't think i ever have been by anything in wrestling because they they nail it with like this level of professionalism um it's not even the finish right i mean it leads to it but it it feels like it's built too well you know they they the the, the pieces are all put in place over the course of the, 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 the previous five or six minutes, the way he gets up there is natural. Ricky Reyes coming along with the cane to beat the shit out of him is natural. And then Ricky Reyes, I mean, probably should have thrown him off there, but he didn't. He forgot about him. He went back and, and then, oh shit, we got this match one. Oh shit, what the fuck? Who's that? It's a fucking, it's a dude flying. This motherfucker just grew wings and is coming at me. And that's in Helico. I don't know. I'm. I maybe I'm going. Maybe I'm too over the top on this. But this is like this is one of the coolest spots I've ever seen. I'm with it. I'm, I agree. Yeah. It's sandly, It's it's sick as hell. Just don't way around that. I love it. I love it. Um. Yeah. So you gonna do main, main event, event time? Main event time. It was so good to hear Lenny say that. Yeah. Uh, before before Chris Dickinson versus John Moxley, which was a very good match. Um. Have you watched Bloodsport yet? Not yet, no. All right, well, main event. I will, though. I save want it for the, to. Save it for the main event. Um, good show. Good show. Main event time. You go ahead. I don't have a date written down, so if you want to... Ultima right. Lucha 1. I believe aired on August 5th. That's a long season. 2015. Yeah, it's insane. There How many... might have been a break in there, but I mean, yeah. it's not fucking no. It's like 40 episodes, though, right? Yeah. That's incredible. What if, like, seriously, on a level of, like, storytelling and just going for shit and, like, paying paying some of it off for getting half of it, like, they fucking, they hit harder than almost any wrestling product I've ever seen, like, pull a year off. Sorry. Yeah. Tell me what's, tell me what's yes. the match. Uh, on August, airing on August 5th, uh, 2015, it is an Acero Miro match. <laughs> Pentagon Jr. versus Vampiro. Fentagon, of course. Fentanyl Jr. Uh, versus a man who knows a lot about fentanyl. That's right, that's right. That was a fentanyl senior. Yeah. Fentanyl Sr. versus Fentanyl Jr. <laughs> uh, so Matt. we get a lot of Matt Strager being <laughs> very uh, 
being very worried for his friend his Ian. friend Ian he calls him Ian Dash's daddy oh god Dasha from Red Scare no <laughs> that'd be pretty sick Dash though. Hodgkinson is such a funny name oh I thought you were saying Dasha <laughs> no no yeah da- uh, Ian she wishes yeah no I mean you know we can all we can all aspire to be something that we weren't naturally and that's it's like normal normal way to be Dasha wants to be Vampiro's kid Man, uh, Ian is the ultimate name for for this guy. Yeah, you've known Ians. I know Ians. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've known a couple of Ians, and they're not, they're mostly not like Ian Rod. They're mostly like Vampiro. Um, guy trying hard to live his best life. He's dressed up as a cardinal or something. Yeah. What is the storyline here? What is it? Okay, so Pentagon has uh, been taking orders from his mysterious master. Who is his master? But it doesn't. But he's crossed the line of Vampira, who's of course retired. They say he has gotten back in the ring in a decade, which is wrong, but doesn't matter. The, that's not true at all. He's trying to turn Vampira back into the old Vampira. Yeah, like Vampiro is like I'm, bro. I'm I'm the only one who could do this could take you out and tell turn tell you the truth about who you are pussy and man he looks like fucking no he looks like supreme he's so fat he's so bald he's so pale he 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 looks he looks like he looks like supreme mixed with fucking jado as uncle fester he's a he's a big he's a big uh big chungus is that right? <laughs> he's, he, he's, I mean, he's a tall motherfucker he's already, a, but he is now very tubby. He's a real chungus or chonker. What are the yeah. What do they say on the internet? Big chungus. Big chung. He, yeah, big. Yeah, chung- big <laughs> he's a real Chris Hero. A, yeah, he absolutely is, and he wrestles like it too. Who the fuck's this British guy? Speaking of British people, like Chris Hero. All right, this is Australian <laughs> man, Mike uh, Sciavella, who is a uh, like MMA kickboxing announcer. He's good okay. at that. You know, it's the best K one fight of all time, but he's okay. weird here. It is weird. weird. He, it, it's like they just they just found someone like to replace Vampiro for a couple shows while he uh like a couple episodes while he set himself he was, on fire. He was yeah he was preparing. <laughs> oh, this rules! This is I think this is the most famous match because I'd never seen this, but I knew everything that happened in it. I knew every part of this. I knew the storyline because right. um, people talked about it. People are talking. People are saying a lot of things, a lot of very positive things about Vampiro that he's very good. And I think with, uh, you know, we're going to keep an eye on it, and it's going to do great. It's going to do really great. Um, fucking Pentagon has the gayest little punches. And then Vampiro, yeah. Vampiro hits like a man who worked the Georgia Territory. You know why? Because he did. He worked the, the dying days of the Georgia Territory. I don't even necessarily like Vampiro that much as a worker. but He's not a good worker. You know what he is? But he is a great wrestler. He's not good, but he is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have watched a lot of him recently because oh god, yeah, he is. You live course, with a, a, a bigger psycho than yourself. <laughs> I uh, yes, shout out to Misha, obsessed uh, Vampiro fan. Yeah, no, Numero, I mean I get Uno, it. I understand because Vampiro is hilarious. He is he's a beast. You can't deny this. No, the man yeah. is savage. Well, no, he's uh, two minutes into the match, he's ripping up the pads on the floor, and you're like, oh, what's he gonna do? And then he's just like, well, I'm gonna actually take the bump. He takes a fucking DVD. A very rough-looking Death Valley driver just on the concrete. It's like two minutes into the match. And he's old as shit. He's fat. Fat, old, 
ugly. I think uh, like Matt Stryker says that he's had like, four hard. neck surgeries. He's, <laughs> four he neck says surgeries. Spine fused. Yeah. He's, he just didn't give a shit. He's like taking blue shoe just to keep his neck erect. Like he is all fucked up. He is all kinds of fucked up. And he's taking DVDs on the floor. Like they do a stretcher job too, which and a commercial break, right? There's like a commercial break in this. Yeah, we get like uh I just hope Ian's okay for Matt Stryker. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's very it has uh Stryker doing it, the It literally voice. reminds me of uh it's the only hard voice. Literally calls to mind uh Daryl Waltrip saying, I hope Dale's okay about oh, man. Dale Earner after he fucking died. I was at watching the Daytona, that. Uh, 2001, the 500, yeah. That's like, like one of like four NASCAR races I've watched all the way through, and I think that was the first one I ever watched. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great race. Just, I didn't find uh, out until days later that the guy died. Um, uh, apparently it was very was... important to the community. But you know, what can you say? Yeah. But Number five. Number five, Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> Uh, at least there's one person out there listening to this who's just like shaking their head at that. Um, at that what at you? No. At, at your reference? Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, I know. Because if you know, you know. <laughs> um, Travis Scott meal. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. I love. I love that. I love that barbecue sauce. Um, the straight up. Yeah, straight up. Uh, Matt Stryker keeps saying Ian. Throughout the entire match, which is funny because he Vampiro will be on the record being like, "No, I actually hate that man. I hate Matt Striker. I am not friends with him." <laughs> I mean, he just is such a weird maniac. He is. He, he's bad. Like regularly saying like, "Bro, I'm very hard right now." Like he's fucking like he's such a he's such a freak. No man, like, on commentary, it's him, so funny. Him saying, "I'm marking out, bro," for when when Booker T came out of that Booker T uh, that that Royal Rumble, like that was like one of that part. That moment is burned in my brain. It's just like, dude, like, uh, Matt Striker is the worst. Yeah, he is. He is probably the. I think he might be the worst commentator of all time. I think he actually might be. Um, and that doesn't he's mean worse than Kevin Kelly. He's worse than Kevin no. Kelly. I mean, but we're talking about from like a real like, what is a wrestling commentator sort of for, uh, uh, POV here? Yeah, yeah. I think we're just laughing. We're just you know laughing it up, having a a, a good old time. I think Matt Stryker fucking rules. He's a lot. I he's he's a better a... version of Mara Ronaldo. And he's yeah. with a man who was like Amaro Ronaldo there, but better, actually. Yeah, I sure. think Maro sucks at announcing anything. Maro is like the like worst it. of every aspect of every other Lich Underground. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I can dig that. Um, there, so, yeah, fucking... These guys are... Um, these guys are not friends, you say. Uh, it, Matt is insistent, though. Matt Stryker. He's, he keeps saying... Ian, Ian, Ian Hodgkinson, is that right? Ian Hodgkinson. That's a hell of a name. Ian Hodgkin, Ian Hod, oh, Ian Hodgkinson has given everything to the sport of lucha, he says. Yeah. And hopefully after tonight he can rest finally, like, or some shit like that. It's insane. Um, Vampiro does make a good comeback here after getting his fat ass dropped on the floor. Uh, you can't do this on concrete. Uh, he gets a cool spinning heel kick, which I mean that was a, that was a Vampiro move. But to see fat ass Vampiro, like post 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 ICP Vampiro, uh, do that, it's pretty good. He he brings out a bunch of thumbtacks, uh, slams Pentagon Fenta Fenta Junior on to the thumbtacks. Then he goes up and tries a tumbleweed senton, <laughs> like a <laughs> like a whisper in the wisp, wind, yeah, or yeah, whisper yeah, whisper in the whisper in the wind, willow of the wisp. 
It's very confu- there's another very con- confusing guy. <laughs> um, onto the fucking tax. How old is v- Vampire here? He's 50? 50 and fat. I think he's 50, yeah. 50 and fat and a vampire. Um, hell of a life. Penta goes and gets a goddamn light tube, which I knew I knew it was in this match. I knew they did that. Um, smashes it over Vampiro's head, carves him up with it. You get a shot immediately after immediately after he stabs him with the remaining bulb. Um, it's just a close-up of vamp uh, blading. <laughs> like, even though he's clearly already ble- bleeding from the back of his head, like, like little spots all over his head are pumping a little blood out. He's just, you see him just right there cutting the center of his forehead because he can't help himself. Um, he's getting his guy over, you know, he's a pro. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, this is the first light tube in Lucha Underground, I imagine, right? Yeah. Is this the first light tube ever on a televised, tele- a, a televised wrestling program in the United States? Like as, as far as like a cable channel, that's not just like a regional. Because El Rey was on, I think every single Comcast like expanded cable package. Like a lot of people got El Rey. I, I wonder if this is like one of the very first times you ever saw this. Um, just like randomly flipping through. Oh, wrestling's on. What the fuck? He said with a goddamn light bulb. <laughs> like yeah. I, I like that. You know, I like origin stories for light light tubes. That's how the show started, right? Yes. Um, Vampiro does bleed like fucking crazy, though. This has got to be one of the grossest TV matches of the at, at least the last ten years, right? For sure. Yeah, it, it's so much. Like all, all centers around the uh, the left eye. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like it's real nasty. He looks like hell. It it is a good performance for Vampiro. I think I, I don't know, Pen- Pentagon Pentagon. Uh, Fentanyl Jr., not great in this match. Never great. Never has been great. Never will be great. Sometimes he can be okay if he's carried. Um, and if he, you know, if they had the right, you know, the the good coke. Um, but for the most part, Fentagon is named Fentagon for a reason. It's because he fucking wrestles like a guy who is, it's like, you know, fat people do heroin. You know, it's like trope. Yeah. That's the fat, that's the fat guy hard drug. Well, the Pentagon. Wrestles like a guy who is actively shooting up, bef- like at the gorilla position. He fucking sucks. Um, I I re- I think I hate Pentagon more than you hate him. Yeah, he's wild. I fucking I, I. But see, this thing is, I watched him fucking work live. I watched him work yeah. Eddie Kingston and drag down Eddie Kingston in a singles match. And Eddie Kingston was going for it. He was doing fucking. He was doing the shit, you know. Eddie Kingston doing was still carrying his fucking fat. His fucking. That's exactly, ass. exactly. Yeah, fuck Pentagon. Fuck Pentagon. Fuck him. My so. best friend, Pentagon. That is funny. That is funny. And you know why they're best He's friends? Because they agreed that they would, he would carry him, and then he would get him a job at AEW years later. That was the deal. Yeah. I, I, I've seen some of those promos. God bless Eddie Kingston for trying to get some of his boys over, but fuck Pentagon. Um, he is bleeding a bunch, too. He gets, like, hip-tossed into a bundle of tubes. And catches a big tube shot. He gets his mask ripped. There's a big tube shot from Vampiro that's, like, built too dramatically, right? Yeah. There's, like, four big spots in this match. Five, maybe. When you're given an environment like this, when you only get a few big spots, and you're each given some, like, each one of those spots is given some weight because of their, I don't know, distance from the last spot or the next spot or, you know, big momentum shift. That's how a deathmatch should be worked, you know? 
smartly moving from from one big moment to the next, never overdoing it unless sometimes that's the story. But here, the story is: can you believe they're even doing this at all? Yeah, look at this fat fucking old man with his like seventeen neck tattoos. Yeah, and his like little slave boy. I guess <laughs> they they yeah, reveal like, afterwards. I and guess. I mean, Penta like he rips the vampire rips the mask. Pentagon is like bleeding, like it's rolling down his fucking mouth and shit. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's good. Cool. There's good color. Really good color in this match. Um, other stuff happens. He's drinking the blood for damn... Both of them are drinking the blood for yes, damn sure. Yes, yes, You love to see it. Um, and that's fucking... That's spooky dust blood, too. That's even more fucked up. Yeah, it's got it's got coronavirus in it. Um, it's, it's the spookiest. Um, there, there's something that happens between that and the ending. Uh, okay, uh, okay, Pentagon, um, alright, so he get Vampiro gives him a top rope belly to belly. Um, yeah. And when he hits, the glass and the tacks fly up all around him, and the lighting and the presentation really make, it's, it's, it's a vibe. We've talked, we said vibe enough times, I think we've reached our quota, we can't say it anymore without incurring penalties for the next podcast, so we'll stop saying the V word. Um, but there's really, uh, really a good feel to some of these, some of these shots, like just got a nice fucking look to this. Um, and then the finish comes and uh, describe how, describe the move, describe what happens in the move, please. Cause I don't, I couldn't identify this as a wrestling move. Um, it's like, oh, great. So vamp, he grabs a table. It's like a weirdly small table. Or maybe it's just oh, the yeah. vamp's tall because he is tall. No, it seems uh, small. It did seem small. I saw. I uh, yeah, and you know he's got lighter fluid, all classic barbecue lighter. He's having himself a gasoline orgasm, to quote uh, Eric Gargiulo. He's coming on that fucking table. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he, you know, lights the table, goes fuck up. It's great. You really. If you're going to do a fire spot, you need a fucking shitload yeah. of uh, and and also the fact that the, the table ended up covered in uh, fucking ta- uh, light tube shards and mercury probably didn't hurt, but who could say? Sure, uh, but definitely out of the way. You good visual, good good visual flames here. And I think Pentagon hits him with like a Bray Wyatt style Uranagi. Is that what you're thinking? Okay, so I have it. I have it as like a a, a poorly executed spinebuster or maybe rock bottom. Yeah, it's like a rock bottom sort of thing. Bad rock bottom. Yeah, not a good, not a good uh, move. Uh, takes a very ugly bump into the fire, but it's okay because he, this man, gets caught the fuck on fire. He's <laughs> fucking absolutely on fire. Like as much as like Lobo was, and like that one oh one where he went through the fucking ceiling. Um, like this is one of the worst. This is one of the worst guy gets set on fire in a fire spot examples that i think i've ever seen yeah because he rolls he he rolls like three quarters of the way across the ring trying to put it out and then he rolls all the way to the floor and like is on like the he, ring's on fucking fire the ring is also on fire yes da, 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 you know yeah um, <laughs> uh someone shoots off a fire extinguisher doesn't come close it's like hitting his feet yeah <laughs> The fuck? Speed on fucking fire. I don't think Dario Quinn is working an OSHA compliant uh, workplace there. No, uh, no. And then uh, Vampire, Vamp- Vampiro, Vampiro, Vampiro finally gets his... Vampiro, uh, that's a different guy. We'll talk yeah. about him later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vampiro finally gets his shit. 
under control. Um, he's, you know, he's sticking his dick in a cup of ice water. Um, whatever, whatever it takes, you know, Kumite. Um, yeah. And, and uh, Penta does pin him on the floor, which whatever, that's the finish. Penta was always going to win this match. Vampiro gets in the ring, and I guess they do, they do an angle... First of all, Vampiro insists that Pentagon break his arm, which has been the storyline throughout the, se- the season of the show, is that Pentagon is being led by this dark force, this dark overlord, uh, to break arms of his foes. I just want to point out that during the match, Matt Stryker calls Vampiro a dark Sith uh, lord. Nice, nice. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. That, that, not, that's... That's a that's worse overshad like foreshadowing than any like, than any kind of like bullshit about Heen and saying whose side is he on like it's also you know, you fucking you're also fly. literally grabbing from the worst like weakest like thinnest lore of any possible like evil guy like the Star Wars the Star Wars is so fucking bad if you actually. Like, try to characterize what a Sith Lord is and why they exist in the world. Very bad. Huge fucking nerd. What a bitch. Um, he's just saying that because he's bald. <laughs> that's true. That's bald true. bald man in, in the he does. Paint. He does kind of look like when uh, you've seen Return of the Jedi. Yeah. All right. Spoilers for Return of the Jedi, so go ahead 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, but when, uh, when Luke Skywalker takes the fucking helmet off of uh, Darth Vader and he's, like, green and shit... And he's like all fucked up, and he's dying. That's kind of what Vampiro looks like I in mean, this match. Yeah, looks, yeah, he has Palpatine energy too. I mean, I get, sure. I get why why it entered Matt Striker's mind, but also it is an incredible fucking spoiler. Yeah, I guess it, it is. Yeah. It's really stupid. Yeah, just don't say it, man. I think Can't anybody help himself though. Anybody watching this, you've listen. This is Ultima Lucha One. You've seen forty episodes of the series. You know what you're going to get with Matt Striker. You've tuned him out. Probably twenty hours ago. Like you better have. Like we watched four matches, but if we watched four more, we he, it would be white noise because this this man, the words he speaks are not words. They are just uh, revolution number nine sound collage of bullshit. Um, he is music concrete. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't know, Penta breaks his fucking arm, Vampiro says he's your, he's his dad. See, that's the other thing. I think Vampiro literally implies that he is Penta's father. Is that what happens here? Maybe. So, there's your Star Wars. Put that in your fucking Star Wars and smoke it. I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, this is an extremely uh, class. now this is a very, this might be the most famous match in the Trend Runner history, but... And I was sent this by my uh, psycho roommate just two hours ago. Someone else is doing a fucking podcast about this match. That's fine. It's Halloween. But you know what? No, no, no. no. That's spooky, not what I'm spooky. saying. Is it Omakase John? I will no, kill them. I don't, know who the, I don't know who the hell these people are, but I'm going to get to it. Uh, Smark and friends. They tag, <laughs> they tag Vampiro in it. And at Vampiro, Vampiro, the the greatest, you know, the the greatest uh, Twitter username of all time, he goes, they all suck, LOL. 
He hates this match. Vamp, and I'm just laughing. It's like, oh, I mean, I was, I'm not in my prime. I used to be amazing. I'm like old fat, but mostly it was Pentagon. He sucks. He's dead. No, he was, he was bad. He dragged me <laughs> down, actually. <laughs> like, like, just, I'm just imagining, like, oh, fuck that guy. Oh, I man. Hate. Snitch tagging yourself out to the fucking king, Vampiro. It's so funny. Vamp fucking rocks. Vamp fucking Piro. He is good. I think he might be good. I think I might. He's good. In, you know what? He's you know, good in this match you for know a fifty-year-old fucking Uncle Fester-ass motherfucker. Oh, he makes it. Can't, he can't. He has no. He has like nothing going on with his body, but he's trying. There's like four, trying. You know who else has a good match with Pentagon is like Black Terry. Like the list is short. Vampiro's on a short. You no, know could have had a good match with uh, Pentagon. Zandig. Zand- and I'm not, <laughs> I'm wishing that Vampiro had actually had a Zandig run yeah, as sure. a, instead of his AAA run where he's like choke slamming Johnny Mudo, which is very Zandig, but it's more like, it- I mean literally, like, not only AAA, uh, I want CZW Vampiro. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But you're just, this guy, this guy rules. This yeah. is, this is a great, this is, a, he made this guy look funny. I mean, who's had a good ma- LA Park. <laughs> oh, sure. wow. A legend. It's like, Legends and also Ian, this guy. So you know, you're talking about like good the... Pentagon matches. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, like you know, kill me, but the Young Bucks in a tag setting. There's also Skyda and Black Terry versus Phoenix, and like that's a really good handheld from a, a like the the. There, there are things, but he is always the We're guy. Talking, well, let's if you just say singles matches, though. Then yeah, you got you got Vampiro, you got fucking L.A. Park, yeah. K- Kenny Omega. <laughs> you do not have Kenny Omega. Uh, here, listen, Fentanyl Junior is hashtag all in. I can't believe he has a job in the same country that we live in. Go back to Mexico. <laughs> Go back to Mexico. You fuck. <laughs> okay. All right. No, that's problematic. I know, I know. Well, can, he, it's election you know season. Do, he can go to Canada, and everyone, and you know who can come back? Mm. Ciclope and Miedo. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Just bring him back. Yeah. And Mike Bailey, fuck it. Yeah. You, you, you can have him, Canada. He can just be yours, and we, but we get those guys. Yeah. Um, well, Vampiro. I think the prevailing, all right, we'll do this again next Halloween. Be fun. Yeah. Um, I really like this dumbass show. Um, it's fun um, to do. Yeah. Uh, I think the main takeaways on Helico did the, the best. The, the, he did the realest shit of all time once. Um, Pentagon bad. Vampiro um, and Matt Cross, extremely good wrestlers. Mil Muertes. Big. Dummy God. thick. Dummy thick. Um, and I have no opinions on anybody striker, else. Stupid. Oh, yeah. Big dumb dummy, big big dumb stupid ass bitch ass motherfucker. Um, that's Matt Striker. Yeah, man, what a shit, what a fucking, what a piece of shit. Easily the worst of all time, the worst to ever do it. Um, and you know, most of the time in like sports or entertainment, the worst, the worst. All right, so here's the thing: the worst person at like being an NBA commentator never got to be an NBA commentator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like the worst, the worst person at being like a, a sports analyst never made it to sports center. Um, you know why? Cause it's like, that's, that's not Lucha underground. <laughs> it's like, we, we have something special with Matt striker. We have literally the bottom of the craft 
for like I don't know 120 episodes or some shit. There's so oh. much of him. Not to mention him on like you know WWC shows like the dirt fucking worst. And I think the the real takeaway of all this is that Matt Stryker, uh, I wouldn't even let him try to suck my dick. He's that fucking bad. I know he would be bad at that. I mean, he's he, there's nothing he's good at. Can't even put his fucking shoes on. I bet. I get Alex I, Troy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shouts out to uh, that actor. Um, I forget his name. Alessandro Alessandro Nivo- Nivola. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Shouts out. Um. Anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks if you're for out there listening, everybody. um, it's Halloween. It's spooky. Do take your kids out. Trick- no, don't do that. Uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna Just put buy your kids a shitload of candy. Yeah, we're gonna. We got some. Can. We got some plants. We got. We're, we got costumes for both the kids. We're Hell gonna, yeah. Um, she's Godzilla. He's Mario. We got a. Hell yeah. Uh, Emily's gonna take up the Godzilla because it's like it's definitely like six inches too tall for her. Um, but we're gonna figure it out. And what we're gonna do? She's like got a bunch of little small like plastic toys that she's obsessed with, like different you know Pokemon and Mario and different dinosaurs and all the shit. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take every cabinet or drawer in the house and we're gonna put a guy in there with the candy. And we're gonna have her Hell knock. Yeah. She's gonna knock on every, and it's gonna be fucking sick. Um, and I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna put out some candy on a table or something. Um, put a put a no, put a note out that says, "Please wear your mask and not just your scary movie mask." I don't know, like some you know some nice shit. Um, and hopefully nobody dies because of Halloween. Santa's yeah. Santa's depressing. When I think about there being no Santa this year, and my five year old who loves Santa. That's fucking depressing. I mean, Sam is fucking immortal, so that motherfucker ain't gonna get this shit. You're you saw them. Fit. You saw them saying like they would give Santa's vaccines or, ahead of time. That's fucked up. That's... Frankly, <laughs> that this motherfucker is above the law, like he's Steve Seagal. They that was a bitch. That was a oh my god, that was a real. I'm not even. That's not even a joke. We're not even joking around. This real. They actually like floated that. Okay. Thank, I mean, thank you, thank you for listening to Wrestling Norad is Gross and tracking Santa. We're we're fucking stupid, but still. That's right. Thank you for wrestling. Thank you for listening to Wrestling is Gross. Death to America. Death uh, to America. Uh, welcome to the end of Western civilization. Antifa's favorite wrestling podcast. Uh, uh, sometimes you touch blood. Sometimes blood touches you. Uh, I'm at very underscore tall underscore man. She is at uh, uh, Bushido underscore thought. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, go vote on Tuesday or not. Doesn't matter. And uh, here's the Brazil theme song. Always remember, you can't front heart. Can't front heart. Yeah.